I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I keep my mind on my money, money on my mind, finger on the trigger, nigga, hand on my nine, smoking blunts of skunk, making hoes of punks, the only underground funk jumping out of my trunk. Felt like living life as a hustler, high till I die, meeting bitches, getting riches, miss me with lie. Picture me living out my life as a buster. I'd rather pop out, shot out my Glock, you blast motherfuckers. I live that thug life, baby, I'm hopeless. Choking off endo, trying to keep my focus. Don't let me bullshit worry me. Fuck the fame, I'm true to the game until they bury me. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it's a Sunday night. Yes, it is. Sunday night. We would have did this this morning, but I told you guys I had a funeral. I had to go put my grandmother in the ground. Yes. Rest in peace, Grandma Peg. Yes. Uh, huge inspiration for what we do, uh, honestly. Uh, like, uh, you know, I was talking about it on Facebook. I go ahead and talk about it here. Uh, hopefully, I won't be crying and shit. If I do, forgive me. But uh, she definitely was the one, probably my first audience. So the first person that I really was like, I want to make this person laugh. Yeah. You know, um, she really got me. Uh, I don't really know how she was able to manage to get all of us, like all her grandchildren. All of them. Like my brother's personality is 100% different than mine. And I would say she made him feel just as special as she made me feel. And that's definitely something I wanted to take um, from her as a legacy and pass on. It's something I hope this show does, honestly. For people, I hope we make people feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, you know, she taught me a lot of stuff, like going to the thrift store and Goodwill and the flea mall to buy things. Uh, taught me about value. <laughs> uh, she taught me how to cuss and say nigga. Um, definitely was. <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't let me say it for the record. She no. wasn't like, say nigga. But no. I remember thinking when I get old, I'm going to cuss and smoke cigarettes and say nigga. Now, I have asthma, so I couldn't smoke the cigarettes. But I definitely could say nigga and uh, talk uh, talk trash with the best of them, man. Uh, all the faces I make when I have conversations with people, that comes from her. Um, and, you know, people always talk about, like, man, you made this face when so-and-so said such and such. And I'm like, that's the face my grandma used to give me. Somebody say something crazy in the house, like, I'm about to go to to hollywood and be an actress and my mom my grandma look at me across the room like this nigga ain't about to do shit <laughs> so you know it, i learned that stuff from her um and i you know uh oh, i was glad we were able to talk to her um in the hospital i was glad we were able to talk to her um yeah we did a couple years ago in her house yeah you know about the podcast we did how, uh, I think this was before we went full time, but it was, mm-hmm. you know, just how successful it was becoming, what it was, um, you know, what, you know, like how people were excited about it. And, you know, that meant a lot to me to know she was proud of us. And she was. So um, rest in peace, Grandma Peg. And. Um, yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's OK. Um, something else that I wanted, uh, to add, uh, was that I am so glad that we got to see her, like, I think the weekend before she passed. Yeah. For some reason, it hit Roderick's heart to go see her. And I'm like, cool, let's go see her. Cause we knew she had been in a hospital and y'all, she had re- over the past few years, she had really been through some things. Right. So it's just one of those things where, you know, we was like, well, let's go, go see her. And we sat there and 
we got to talk to her and she was 73 but y'all she was in her right mind mm-hmm. she could have a conversation she asked about my mama she had, she talked to Roderick and talked about my knees right like, she was sharp um even going through all the stuff she went through so right and um and, and like i said she was a true matriarch she brought the family together yes she did um and everybody in our family has traits from peg so yes they do and i mean strong like all my aunts and, and shit they don't leave the house without being put together like we don't got no aunts that just like walk <laughs> right. out like you know um sometimes might take them a long time to get ready but that's straight from her man um yeah to, to, to get to the point where they felt like this is how i need to be and this is what she would approve of and something else that i uh wanted to say uh shout out to her husband nate yeah uh nate uh because they got married only like 16 years ago mm-hmm. and so they got married a lot older than most people do um and with them being older and getting married a lot of people had their doubts about their marriage and their relationship and things like that because yeah. you know they feel like well you guys are getting older when are you going to leave here one day and i told roger this and one thing i gotta say about nate nate is a prime example of what loving your mate is all about mm-hmm. because he was basically her caregiver he literally was her caregiver every time she went to the hospital he was there every time she was at home he was there when she went to dialysis he was there like it was just one of those things where he never left her side and he took his vows really to heart yeah and that's one of the things about love that right i think goes just people don't think about it Mm -mm. you know like everybody's so Oh, I want to be loved. I want to be in love. I want to love somebody, but they don't really think about that till death do you part. Right. Sickness and health. Um, when you marry somebody, you if you believe in what you're doing, you're essentially signing up to watch that person slowly die a little bit every day for the rest of your life. True. Except they'll be yours. You get to keep them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yes. It's, it's like my puppy or whatever. But you get the but yeah, that's my I live you, you out my I live me, but we're gonna be here together. Right. That's the cynical part of it. And I think that's what a lot of people get turned off by eventually. Like they sign up for all the joy, puppy, love, right. fun stuff, and then eventually it's like, ooh, Oh, this is quite a commitment. You aren't perfect all the time. I'm out. All right. Um, and you know, I think, uh, despite all that stuff, Nate definitely stuck in there. Um, mm-hmm. I give, I literally give him kudos because every time we went to go see her mm-hmm. at home, he like, he literally, not all jokes aside, if you seen her, you seen him. It yeah. was not a separation or anything like that. And when we went, we sat there with her for a few hours, gave him a break, and he walked everywhere. He was dedicated. He walked everywhere. Because, yeah. like, he was like, I'm going to the store. I was like, well, I was like, well, he an older man. I was like, Roger, you know, uh, he was like, mm, I'm good. I, I, I just want to walk. Well, I know when I was in the hospital with you, I needed a break. And sometimes it's, if it's just a break walking around for an hour outside, you just need that break true you know so i i understood that you know like i just wanted to be there to give him that break and spend some time with peg and whatnot so um you know definitely like i said uh honestly this show what we do we would not i i can't imagine have like being the kind of person that could do this without being the kind of person that spent time with my grandma so right and she was a wonderful wonderful person 
yeah so boom let's get into um the show show just me and karen no guests obviously would have had to move shit around on and i didn't know how long the funeral was gonna take because you know it is a black funeral right and, so you know, that's why everybody was like hey when we go i was like i didn't even respond because i was like well you know i really don't know so i don't want to say something and then they're like no we got an extra you know three hours here so right. and then roger was a pallbearer too so you know so it was one of those things where it was like and, that, and the way i found out the pallbearer was like my dad showed up uh with my mom and stuff in the um right. in the limo thing and he hopped out and he just handed me two white gloves i'm like so what is it? oh okay oh what, right. what is we in the band what's, what's happening it, with these gloves and it wasn't impromptu it just it was on the flyer so they knew they just didn't tell me i just <laughs> right yeah you know and i didn't know either because i was i read through the fly and i flipped it off i was like um baby you know you pop bear because i'm looking like ah, my black ass didn't know right and i guess funerals don't have like it's not like a wedding so you don't have funeral rehearsal i guess right so you don't you know you don't. i'm like where do i go who do i follow right. i just want to make sure that i don't fuck up because now i'm like i don't want to mess around a glove get slick and she fall or something out the right. casket now i got to be on like america's funniest videos or some shit Correct. you know for a thousand times um you know so i'm you know i'm worried about all this kind of shit right and i you know i had no idea i was even going to be doing any of that um but it was very easy and stuff it really wasn't it was more ceremonial than anything correct but uh you know i was glad i could help and be part of something Mm -hmm. uh you definitely want to be strong for people as a man so you know i still do have that um stereotype in my head so it's like all right i'm gonna get up here and i don't want to be crying and shit gonna make this work for everybody you got it blah 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 and then uh you know it comes in waves like you just think it about it so um it does but uh we had a lot of it was like it's funny though because and it's gonna sound funny saying it but it's almost like you gotta know her we had fun you know what we- like there was a funeral but uh, like she put the fun in funeral because like our family still has that kind of like nothing sacred, nothing's too much to laugh about. Right. You know, when they released the dove for Peg, first of all, I kept thinking about that vine, where that, where that preacher killed that dove. <laughs> me, me too. Okay. And me I was too. like, please don't let this dude kill this dove. And somebody was recording it. I was like, we all going to be on. Cause our family <laughs> yes. not, our family not like that one that was like, amen amen when the dove hit the ground like no they gonna roast right it's gonna be a 15 minute roast after that thing dies right so <laughs> I, I was like let the dove please let the dove fly right but even when the dove flew man my aunt Sharon was like look at peg flying off she ain't even about to look back bye like you know it was like we had a good time as odd as that sounds because that's my family right and the the thing about it is two more things i want to talk about first mm-hmm. of all i want to talk about the police officers that was doing a procession how we was joking about how they got to love their jobs uh, police officers during funeral processions they they must like that's gotta be love, the funnest time i would love that because all they do first of all they get to be huge assholes stop all the traffic all of it and you know they probably love that like stop the traffic bitch <laughs> no one gets what they want see my sirens nigga right, and then, right. the sirens are on loud and then <laughs> they play this weird relay game where like yeah. one of them goes like to the to the intersection then the next one catches up to him and then the one that gets basically tagged drives Drives. like a hundred miles an hour to the next intersection like a fool with the light lights blaring and sirens on like they must love that shit because they were just like it seemed like they were giddy like all right all right your turn bob i sit here come on hurry up 
right all so we can go 20 miles an hour right because we wouldn't go they were going 90 we were going 10 in that long ass funeral procession but they did seem to enjoy that uh quite quite a bit what was the other thing oh oh, that and also i wanted to say when you talking about being funny Mm mm-hmm um, me and my mama, we went to Peg's house. Roger didn't go with us, but because he was yeah, doing, we balls, doing deep. balls deep, yeah. we went to Peg's house. Um, and his mama was there, and her uh, sisters and some of the other family friends were there, and we sat around and we talked about Peg. We talked about how funny she was, and we literally we cracked jokes. We had fun. Like we sat there like three or four hours and literally laughed the whole time. Before you know it, people started drinking about talking about the alcohols they drink. People started talking about you know your aunt Robin lives in Atlanta. Talking about their trips down to Atlanta, all kinds of stuff. And I think uh, somebody was telling. Uh, all of a sudden, they started talking about dirty jokes and. And uh, I started laughing because one of them say, what did the uh, banana say to the vibrator? And everybody was like, I don't know. What did the banana say to the vibrator? Like, I don't know why you shaking. She going to eat me. And I <laughs> thought, oh, Lord, <laughs> what is happening here? Everybody, look, I, I mean, because like I said, because you come, you don't know what to expect. But it was so much fun. So it made it lighthearted. Everybody laughed. And everybody had a wonderful, wonderful uh, time. All right. And I feel like, you know, she must have had some type of influence or something somewhere because at the end of the day, Russell Wilson got that damn touchdown and put Aaron Rodgers' white ass out them playoffs. How does it feel? How does it feel? Black power, black quarterbacks, bitch. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Oh, and something else I wanted to say Mm -hmm. before we move on. When Rodgers said his grandmama influenced a lot of people, when I tell you, it was literally y'all all the side standing room only. Yeah. It was a lot of people there. She touched sh- a lot of people's lives, right? Man. Like it, it, it was a few hundred people there. So it, it was just wonderful just to see people come pay their respect and come share their love. And it was one of those things where I, some of them niggas I hadn't seen in a very long time. So it was right. just good to kind of reunite and meet. Some of them I was literally meeting for the first time. Like they've heard of me, and I heard of them. But I've never got to see them, so she did. It, it was just a beautiful, wonderful experience. I noticed also they don't um, lower the casket with everybody watching anymore. That is so smart. They should not have done that ever. Like, yeah, that, I don't know who ever thought it was a good mm-hmm. idea to make everybody watch the casket get lower because it just invites the Lord, Lord, take me with them. Why it's too soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like it just invites yeah, that shit. They was like, "Look, we not just, doing anything to y'all leave." Yeah, do that after we go home. Like we actually don't need to see that. Like right, and I, I'm and good. I, and I thought it was actually uh, a better experience like that. And they actually once they once they closed the casket after the viewing, it's closed. And something else uh for those people who old school i like the way they do new school funerals because years ago they used to have two they used to have a wake and then they would have the service they would literally be two separate occasions they would one would normally be like a night or two before and then especially with black ones then you have one the next day i like the way they did there they were like look you get an hour we start the service and that's it because to me it takes a lot on the family, and I did like the fact, like you said, they was like, we're not doing anything until the family leaves and y'all leave. So they basically stood there until everybody cleared, and then they went on with the rest of the process, and I think that's more appropriate. Yeah, it, it was, man. So, yeah, shout out to them. They did a great job and very professional, and everybody, you know, this is a good home going. Um, and one thing, okay, now this is weird to me, and I'm not trying to shit on the funeral stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. 
it is weird to me how much soliciting they do to get people to be saved at a funeral because it's almost like if if someone went to a funeral and started selling life insurance or something where it's like you know where it's like uh all right man this person has passed like even if they're religious can we just like keep the focus on their religion and their relationship instead of like all right now uh you know she's going on to another place but it'll be too late for some of y'all because some of y'all about to die it's like what's this like this is not what we came for like this is about her <laughs> you want to observe her and give her her respect and whatnot and it was like but y'all need to come over by ebenezer baptist church uh tonight <laughs> we saving people all right some of y'all drove up here it's like you're not saved it's like not having obamacare playing basketball <laughs> So you're gonna get hurt one day you're gonna wish you had it i'm like man this, i don't know it just felt kind of tacky to do it at that moment i mean i don't know i get that for them it might be like this is the most relevant moment but i don't know if i have a funeral i don't want them doing that in mind like leave that stuff alone like okay i know like, and, and i'll take like, no 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 altar calls you know what i mean like let people go deal with however they deal with their deities or not lack of deities on their own I, it seemed like you know it's like if i would have went to like a muslim funeral would they have done that like allah is trying to talk to y'all like people would have probably been like oh i don't I don't like this so you know it just felt weird to me oh and shout out to the new school funeral home services because the hey y'all y'all remember that story we read about the gen rights how uh they did that embezzlement and lost all that stuff we covered yeah. that story right this is the funeral home we went to their old funeral home yeah and so, uh, shout out to the new school funeral home people. They gave us fans, and I was shocked MLK went on it. Yeah, that was different. That was different. I looked at Roger because, like, oh shit, ain't no MLK. Not even, not even like a Photoshop Selma MLK. Right. Um, I was shocked. All the oldest is new school. I don't understand. I don't understand why MLK, um, like, why, why the, like, why there aren't more flyers this year. For MLK's parties. Right. We normally we get We haven't ton- gotten any. Mm-hmm. We got like two or three maybe from this year. Is it because folks scared because of Selma? I don't know. Cause- right. I thought the potential would be higher because you could use Selma scenes and Photoshop them and stuff easier than just old pictures of Martin Luther King. You could find some pictures of the actor uh, playing Martin Luther King. Right. Because normally they everywhere and they normally yeah. start like the, like actually excuse me right at the beginning of the year black people let me down this year man yeah, I'm they did. not afraid to say it man Mm-mm. not enough uh not enough martin luther king day parties um going on um it's just you know i'm very disappointed black people we need to do better uh i know y'all aren't too good for this don't tell me that you oh i'm not ratchet no more we know that's not the truth so <laughs> so let us know what's really going on out there guys i'm gonna need more uh, these ratchet ass flyers and shit, man. We mm-hmm. got one more day. Yeah, cause we know people hosting the parties. The parties is yeah. gonna happen. Like I saw one that I think I saw one that had Nicki Minaj on the cover, and it did that thing where it's like the same side of her, but they flip it so it look like two Nicki Minajes. <laughs> so it's like two Nicki Minajes, and then Martin Luther King was holding up some money with a chain on like this. And I was like, okay, that that that's good, but that's not enough. Yeah, that's not enough. That that don't that don't meet all the expectations. Right. Um. Anyway, the official weapon of the show is the taser, an unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Today's podcast is triple sponsored. 
podcast is brought to you by shadow Dog productions they have a new album out called modern relics which is a complete album long audio play about three teenagers who fight to keep magical objects out the hands of the bad guys it stars addie miller the little blonde zombie girl from the walking dead check it out it's on itunes modern relics and leave them a five-star review why not i would if i was you yep uh and it's also brought to you by our new sponsor uh bevel this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com um and then our third sponsor it's a little bit sexier Matter of fact, I can just play what we was already listening to. Yes. This is what you do. 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 You want to leave the one with. Start a new relationship with you. This is what you do. Yes, that's what you say. You get that new vibrator. Mm-hmm. What did the banana say to the vibrator? Right. It said, let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? I bet you love more, right? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. First, they give you a sexy little surprise for her. Then you get a specially selected toy for him. And third, you get a little something both of y'all can enjoy. Assuming you're in a heteronormative relationship because it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. All right, guys, come on. No, I'm just no. saying, if you gay, use all the shit anyway. I, <laughs> right. I, I've all, seen the package. You can use it all. It all performs the same. Put it, the, it don't matter yeah. what your sexuality is. Put a cock ring on the finger if you got to. All right, guys. Ah! You know what I'm talking about. Whatever pleases you. You like it. I love it. Um, And a little something you both enjoy. Plus, they give you six full-length adult DVDs um, and a number 10 free shipping. Free shipping, guys, on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? It ain't hard. Go to adamandeve.com and get one item, any item. It could be a new toy. It could be lingerie. It could be a paddle. It could be lube. It could be condoms. It could be a vibrate. It could be anything, whatever you think of. And put in alpha code TBGWT when you go to check out. And you'll get all 10 free gifts. Check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item. Get 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Will you enter offer code TBGWT? That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Play me out, Usher. Usher could move. He done got old now. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, now it's like you make me want to go and take a nap. Right. <laughs> you make me want to rub some Epsom salt on this old body. <laughs> this is what you do. <laughs> go on, sit down. You my age, son. You can't, you can't be popping and locking like you 19. You know, I was thinking about this um a long time ago. I was watching some uh watching the NFL and it's what, January eighteenth now? Mm-hmm. I saw a commercial f- that was still for like K Jewelers and it was like the same commercial from Christmas mm-hmm. where women get the gifts. Right. And I was like, you know they only show the jewelry Christmas commercials after Christmas to piss off the women that didn't get any jewelry so you had to go buy some more jewelry same thing for cars yeah like they do that it was like, like oh thought you was gonna get a car for christmas we're gonna remind him of the gift he didn't get you yeah they might as well just started with your husband ain't shit <laughs> every kiss begins at k right be like you know february coming up you fucked up you better get it now mm-hmm. every kiss begins with k that's like showing Bill Cosby, a, a bunch of pictures of women taking naps. You can't tease a woman like that. <laughs> she lose her mind. Right. You know she told you about that cross my heart, Jerry. You know she left flowers around the house, but you ignored that shit. You know you did, so you better get your ass on it. Every kiss begins with gay. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. The other day on Facebook, uh, this person got annoyed with me. No, it, was at, it wasn't on Facebook. It was at the gym. I was playing basketball, and uh, this guy was like, you know, we talking about alcoholic drinks, what we've been drinking lately. And I was like, yo, I'm really on this white Russian kick. It was like, oh, white Russian, what is that? And I said, well, you take like some um, of that coffee liqueur. Mm-hmm. And then you take some rum. Mm-hmm. And you take some milk. And you mix it all together and uh, it tastes pretty good. Mm-hmm. Chocolatey. Yeah, and he was like, oh, what? what? And I said, well, you know, I mean, I say milk, but uh, he was like, I don't like it. And I said, well, I say milk, but then I use almond milk, so... He was like, because I think the milk will curdle or some shit, some stupid shit. I was like, nah, it won't. I was like, and then almond milk definitely won't. And he was like, almond milk? And I saw the disgust on his face. It was like when cops see a black person or something. I was like, what? (laughs) Like, what's the problem with almond milk? And he said, uh, well, almonds don't make milk. Yeah. uh, Thanks, scientist. I didn't know. Oh, the so world. So don't make woman. milk either, but we got damn fucking soy milk. Yeah. Also, you know what else? Cows don't make milks to be consumed by humans. No, they don't. Actually, I would go so far as to say cows don't make milk. Cause we have to process that shit before you can even fucking drink it. Right. It's made for calves. What they make ain't milk. Now, unless you are sucking your mama's titties, 40 year old man, you do not get to judge me. <laughs> the fuck was wrong with that dude? That was disgusting. Plus, he was speaking from lactose tolerance privilege because he can handle lactose i can't right like so you know what i like more than rush uh a, a white russian with regular milk i like being able to go to sleep and not be on the toilet at 4 a.m <laughs> right because your stomach decides it's gonna flip a fool right it was amazing the, 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 the fucking audacity of that dude man and i haven't seen him since but when i do i'm gonna let him know <laughs> yeah because i don't drink almond but i drink lactate free milk i i can't do almond milk yeah. i ain't find the right kind i don't know right they also don't make milk with no lactose in it you got to do something to that too that you know what i mean true trying to judge me the nerve put him in a sleeper hole yeah <laughs> all right let's get into some news got some big big news got an update here uh kenya moore 
from uh what people might know as the real housewives of atlanta mm-hmm. she uh had that controversy last week where she talked shit about lapita uh for not taking a picture with her at the golden globes remember that mm-hmm. well now she denies asking lapita for a picture at the golden globes well that might be why she didn't take one with you but remember karen we had the, the twitter on twitter she was talking shit remember the tweets from her account yes but yeah 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 because she was like i was like well this would make sense she wouldn't take them with you because your ass didn't ask but now she's saying well it wasn't me to ask for a picture it was my friend and my friend got turned down and then she goes funny how a negative story gets legs i never asked for a photo my friend did and was denied Hashtag A-lister problems, LOL, still proud of her. Yeah, after everybody came for your ass for mm-hmm. talking about Lapita. No, if you go back and read that shit, that's not what she said. She basically was like, hey, Lapita told me no. I love that. Yeah, because what she wrote was a lot were, of people were so cool. Taylor Swift was so sweet, but Lapita refused to take pics after two movies. Girl, bye. And so-and-so asked her, said, Kenya, don't play. Did you shade her? She said, no, I was a huge fan. There were a thousand A-listers being humble. It was disappointing. That's all. I want to always stay humble. So, um. Yeah, you should have said, my friend asked. Right, right. You made it seem like it was you, for one. Right. Two, it probably was you. I believe it was you. Like, well, no, I don't get shaded. I'm Kenya. Like, nah, she would have shaded your ass, too. Right. She'd be like, uh, who, who are you? I also love that Lapita ain't had to raise not a single finger to type a word. Mm-mm. Like, she just basically was out there like, um, she the pop- world will take care of this for me. Right. She, that, somebody probably brought this to attention. She's like, who? I don't know who that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And went on about her business. You already know they took care of it for her. Right. I'm getting ready to go make my gabillion dollars from the new Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's just saying, like, I love that everybody, right, like, we're going to get back to our top whoa, story with more whoa, than a dozen well, I just defendants one. in a drug anyway, uh, I love that they didn't have to, she didn't have to worry about it because the same people that watch Real Housewives of New Jersey, I mean, of Atlanta, they're the only people that follow you on Twitter and they love Lapita. So you got to take that shit back. Wow. You can't just fucking say that. Um, so there was an FBI agent who was in charge of, uh, a whole bunch of cases getting drugs. You know, so so they can try these people, convict these criminals, get them off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that uh, he had a little problem. Karen? Top story with more than a dozen defendants in a drug conspiracy money laundering case walked out as free men. Some of them after they'd already pleaded guilty and had been sentenced. Here's Bruce Lashan to pick up the story. Just glad it's over with. Some of the men were looking at the possibility of spending the rest of their lives in prison. Feel good to be free? Yeah, feel good to be free, but I ain't got no comment. But one after the other, 13 of them walked out of the courthouse free. We're not going to have any comment. The charges included conspiracy to distribute more than a kilo of heroin, money laundering, illegal firearms, but the defendants are all now headed home for Thanksgiving with their families. I was very happy. Happy to be free. Yes. I prayed on it and God answered prayers. A judge vacated the charges against them because of allegations of misconduct by a now suspended local FBI agent who had been part of the investigation. How do you think of this allegation that an FBI agent is accused of snorting up the evidence? They're people. The Washington Post quotes unnamed federal officials saying FBI agent Matthew Lowry took drugs from a crime lab. That he was 
found here near the Navy Yard, slumped over the wheel of his unmarked FBI vehicle with two empty evidence bags, some heroin, and two firearms. Uh, addiction is, can be a very, very powerful uh, force. And uh, so I, I think some understanding is in order. This isn't a technicality. If you're tampering with the evidence, if you're snorting it, whatever he was doing with it, it's not a technicality. The judge warned the men he did not want to see them again. And I'm not going to be back here. Not going to be back here? No, no, I'm not. No more trouble? No more trouble. The judge dismissed these charges without prejudice, which means legally the U.S. attorney could try to reindict these guys. But defense attorneys say that is extremely unlikely. At U.S. District Court in D.C., Bruce Lashan, WUSA. Oh, my God. You got free. Even if you did the shit, you got free because this mm -hmm. nigga snorted your evidence. Because he did cocaine. I mean, heroin. Like, can you imagine? Like, uh, we need you to go to the evidence locker and get something for us real quick. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. I got it. Everybody stay here. What is Some heroin? You need me to get some heroin? Actually, this was, we just need to get the gun from the, from the burglary. No, they didn't get their lives back together because, man, some of them had. But they was guilty. Some of them even pleaded guilty and some of them confessed. It don't matter. I don't blame him. It don't matter. He fuck up. It fucks up the whole, it literally, which makes sense. It fucks up the whole case for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I mean, if I'm a criminal, it's not like I'm going to say, no, keep me in jail. I did it. Mm -mm, get I'm, leaving, I'm getting the fuck out of there, too. Right. And, and we're going to be like, oh, you won't see my ass no more. And mean that bullshit. His lawyer really tried. Their lawyer really tried to say it wasn't a technicality. Um, If you confess to doing something and the dude just happens to be a fucking uh, criminal ass drug addict that's tampering with evidence. Yeah, you got off on the technicality. Right, because like, he it, smoked it, it, the it, evidence. Right, it wasn't because you went there and fought a good fight. Yeah, you smoked the evidence on that shit. <laughs> That's so <Right>. good. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, um, actually, we went to check the evidence, and I don't know if you Matthew, know, uh, can we talk to you for a second? You know, the evidence who's gonna use in court, like, yeah, um, it's a lot of heroin missing. A whole lot. Has any, cause you know that it wasn't like when they caught him, there was like <gasps> two bags of empty heroin. You know, it must have been like for a long time. Like heroin just keeps going missing. Right. Who is stealing the heroin? I don't know, boss. Yeah, I don't know. Are you sleeping right now? Huh? What? Right. No, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Just. It is so, oh, it's so tired these days from doing all this work. Anyway, I'm going to go check on the evidence again. Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> you, you got a lot of hours locked in the evidence room. He signed, in, he signed in to check the evidence and shit like, come on, man, let me, let me get in here again. Uh, you were just in the evidence room like two hours ago. I don't think you, the evidence hasn't gone anywhere. I'm the only one here. No one's checked in. I just need to check it again, baby. Come on, please. I suck your dick. I got these right. two cheeseburgers, man. I said your VCR. Just let me check. Just let me check some evidence real quick. No, no, sir. Damn, this nigga was the kingpin. He used to be the prom queen. Now he the prom fiend. Correct. Uh, a weeping girl uh, challenges the Pope Francis. Why does God allow child prostitution to happen? She's a Philippine girl. She's only twelve years old. 
asking how god could allow children to become prostitutes it moved pope francis on sunday to hug her and appeal to everyone to show more compassion what does that mean mm-hmm. can you guys please stop pimping the little girls please come on guys that's all you can do is plead glazelle palomar a one-time homeless child taken in by a church charity made her emotional plea during ceremonies at a catholic university in manila ahead of a mass by a pope to millions of the faithful many children are abandoned by their parents many children get involved in drugs and prostitution palomar told the pope as she stood on stage alongside a 14 year old boy who also used to be homeless why does god allow these things to happen to us children are not guilty of anything palomar broke down and wept profusely prompting the 78-year-old pontiff with a man of the people reputation to take her into his arms and hug her for a few seconds. Are you sure she's a woman? She's a female. Is that legal? Yeah, for him to hug right. a 12-year-old? I think so. For, a, I, a female? I mean, she got a vagina. Well, she's not. You know, he made her a priest. I mean, that's illegal. Okay. I think he just hugged her and he was like, listen. I mean, you sure you, you down God, with birth control or no shit like that? So I'm just asking. He just hugged her and said, listen, God doesn't love you maybe you did something okay no you are still what, not worthy to what did you do right that's what he said he started shaking him what did you do what did you do did you ever steal some candy right well of course you got pimped how's that god's fault <laughs> i know you were homeless and all but you know what you'll never do you'll never be able to talk before the people and you know what you else you'll never be able to do if you're gay you'll never be able to get married in this church yeah now get out of my face little girl god don't like you beat it like god don't like ugly and your ass is ugly <laughs> the, <laughs> to the, po- bone. the pope later discarded most of his ah. he discarded most of his prepared speech he was due to give in english reverting back to his native spanish to deliver an impromptu heartfelt response she is the only one who has put a question for which there is no answer she wasn't even able to express it in words but in tears the crowd told the pope told a crowd of organizers that reached thirty thousand people the nucleus of your question also doesn't have a reply empty pockets full heart you know what's funny is that is basically the center of like where a lot of people start to lose their faith is right there. Like if God's so powerful, why can't he stop all this fucked up shit from happening to people? And he basically was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, that, like he the pope, yeah. he the only dude on the world that could like go because you know going by their religion. He's the only dude that can have like a conference with God. Like it's just yeah, me. Like you can't have like yeah, yeah. I, like put it on your docket. Can you at least tell her <laughs> I will ask? Like just to I'll ask next time on we your, on your behalf. We're right. supposed to have a Super Bowl party in a couple of weeks. When God come through, I'll find out what's to deal with the prostitution thing. It is. It seems crazy to me too. Maybe he got a good excuse. I don't know. You know. But instead, he was just like, "That's a good question." Next. Like put a Marshawn Lynch. Thank you very much for that question. Thank you so much for that question. You said if Christ had that kind of compassion, he would have just walked by, greeted three people, given them something, and moved on. He said when his response echoed in English by official translator, because he said most people have superficial compassion. The Pope called on them to show tangible, genuine concern for the poor and marginalized. There are certain realities in life we only see through eyes that are cleansed with our tears, Pope said. He urged them to think, to feel, and to do. This is like the most generic response to that. Of course. I could have done this. It's a generic business, business letter. Yeah. He was like, but I I want to know why Raul specifically pimps me and my sister. Well, you know, I just think people need to learn to love 
and to believe and people need to to give and to feel and to think and people just need to to appreciate you know yeah but how's that why can't god stop this man pimping my my sister and me yeah i <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like people just yeah, need instead of saying people are evil. People just need to think about charity. You know, maybe like if people meditated more. You know, think about that. See what I'm saying? Like these aren't solutions. He said, "Women have much to tell us in today's society. Sometimes we are too machista and we don't allow room for the women." Wait a minute. What he said? This I told you it was gonna go back to the women, but. They won't let women be leaders in their church. Mm-mm. Women are capable of seeing things with a different angle from us. Women are able to pose questions that we men cannot understand. <sighs> but they can't be in leadership. Okay. Yo, I don't understand how this Pope got everybody on his dick. It's amazing. Like, to me, these are like non-answers. These are the answers I gave when I didn't read the book for my, uh, <laughs> for, for my for book class. report. And then people like applaud him because they like, look, it's a pope who is saying uh he's not saying bad stuff it's like well he's also just not saying anything it's like oh we just like if you go hey can gay people get married well i think we just need to support gay people and we need to understand that we can uh respect them and we appreciate them you're like all right so can they get married Uh, that's what i'm saying we just need to understand gay people and just that it's a sin like any other sin cool so you gonna marry some gay people in the church or not i'm saying it's not like gay people is evil Hmm? who's to say who's who am i to even know is what i'm saying like dog you supposed to be the man in charge like tell them yes or no but i think he does this in it because he wants to avoid the the truth which is the answer is gonna be no to a lot of these questions you know what i mean like hey can women be pastors and i mean can they be you know bishops and all this stuff then nope uh hell no are you crazy you got a vagina beat it i say we need to listen to women not do what they say what are you stupid uh when i mean listening just pretend like you actually hear what they say and pat them on the head right um you said uh that we need to respect and understand gay people can a gay person go ahead and be like a cardinal or bishop Mm -mm. oh uh you know what it's above me the the, the the you know the church frowns on that as an organization it's not really me right even though per se. my boss is tripping i would give you a big mac but my manager he be tripping man they watching right. me now even though a lot of them are gay right i mean i want to see what's gonna happen with that one dude that came out and said he was gay true Remember we talked about him last yeah, keep week on that stuff we're gonna hear about him losing his church again kicked out yeah that ain't gonna be the end of that they not just yeah. gonna ride with him being gay like that they show not um they still frown on that um apparently my man keenan was on saturday night live last night and he was uh he did his thing as martin luther king i haven't seen this yet so mm-hmm. i'm about to play it for the first time for me and karen live okay um i'll put a link to it in chat room it's not a youtube so i think i'll end up taking you to another site you have to see it yourself guys but uh save that link for later but uh, i want to kind of want to hear it because um you know we're big fans of keenan on the show so um let me play this joint turn the volume up take your time nbc ain't nobody rushing you you know 
Y'all know where to be. Yep, nothing to do. Um, nothing to do at all, NBC. But yeah, he uh, oh, they opened the skit with it in which a millennial teen and the ghost of Martin Luther King Jr. discussed the slain civil rights leaders, civil rights leaders' legacy. Uh, the teen is played by Pete Davidson, and he tells King's ghost that he has to write a paper about him. All right. Happening here? Do we need a refresh? Oh, or, or you might have to actually find it on YouTube. Oh, all right. Well, give me a second. Let me see that. Uh, yeah, I guarantee it's there. SNL MLK. It's got to come up. That's probably all I need to type to come up. Oh, and it's on YouTube. Oh, well, damn. Should have went there first. And I can put YouTube links in the chat. Um, as I go there, let me uh, put this in the chat for y'all. Copy. Not to stop it. Probably automatically stop playing once it loads. That's cool. Alright, put this on there for y'all guys. And turn my volume back up. That would help. And there we go. Can I start it over? Let me go to the beginning. Why is it so low? I don't know. I'll turn the volume up in a second. What, what did I do wrong just now? Mm-hmm. Everything just froze, isn't it? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Sometimes I had a browser open too long when I uh, do stuff early on the show. Yeah, it's like, nope. Yep. Um, Alright. Back to Usher real quick. Ooh, ooh. Come along with it. You're making me You're making me Check on like the YouTube thing itself. I'm sorry, Mom. I just called I did. to write about Martin Luther King. Well, focus up, pal. It's due tomorrow. Man, I just need a little help. Michael. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Martin Luther King? <laughs> yeah. I must be dreaming. Hey. Nothing wrong with dreaming. <laughs> I heard you needed some help. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to write a paper about your legacy, but I don't know what to say. Oh, well, what do you know about me so far? Well, you're black. Uh, you're a great leader. And today you own a bunch of boulevards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like in nice neighborhoods with gardens? <laughs> no. Kind of like where the Wu-Tang Clan is from. Okay, I, I guess we're still climbing that mountain. Oh, and on Monday, there's this national holiday called Martin Luther King Day. Oh, wonderful. Is that a day where black and white Americans come together and reflect on the progress we've made? Not really. It's, uh, it's more like a day when my mom calls up work and says, do I have to come in today? And they're like, well, the offices are open, but you don't have to come in. And my mom's like, great, I won't come in then. Uh-huh. 
Still climbing. <laughs> but the country made a lot of progress. We got a black president now. Really? Yeah, his name is Barack Obama. It's a Barack what now? Barack <laughs> Obama. I don't know. Sounds like a Kenyan Muslim. <laughs> he's from Hawaii, but he's black. Well, like, half black. Like, his mother was white and his father was black. Oh, so his parents are in jail? No. No, 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 no. no. People are fine with that now. You know, I mean, you had a huge influence on this country. Really? Yeah. There's a big movie that came out this week about you. It's called Selma. And it looks great, like historical. <laughs> well, I'd pay 50 cents to see that. <laughs> I guess that one will be nominated for a lot of Oscars, right? <laughs> mountain is getting really high. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on. What you did in Selma and stuff is still going on today. There were a big protest about police violence just this year. Like thousands of people. But that's good. And who led these protests? Who speaks for diversity today? I don't know. Maybe Macklemore? <laughs> Macklemore? Mm -hmm. Is he another black Hawaiian? Oh, no, no. He's from Seattle and he's like the whitest dude on earth. <laughs> the whitest. Uh-huh. Mountain! <laughs> and these protests, did you join them? Like, are you part of the movement? Oh, yeah, I definitely protested. It's really easy now. You just take your phone here, right? Push this Twitter button, right? Then type in hashtag I am Ferguson. Oh, yeah. uh, or hashtag we're all black. Uh -huh. Or hashtag blessed. And, uh, and then you're done. <laughs> That's how you protest? Yeah. Oh, my God, that mountain is miles away. Oh, no, come on, Dr. King. You made a lot of progress. Look, I'm a white kid, probably, <laughs> in America, and all my heroes are black. I mean, they're mostly rappers and NBA players, but they're still my heroes. Well, that is progress, I guess. And, and look at it this way. You've got your own holiday, and three white presidents share one. I do like that. But I'm afraid I haven't helped you with your report. Ah, don't worry. I'm just going to go on Wikipedia and cut and paste the whole thing. <laughs> Very nice. And live from New York, it's <laughs> Still climbing. Still climbing that mountain. Um, I know people was mad about that Ferguson line. About who's the leader. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I love Keenan, man. I'm going to miss him when he's gone, man. Mm -hmm gonna be hard to replace him yeah he always dropping some knowledge man um but uh yeah <laughs> that was funny um let's see what else we gotta talk about oh let me get back to my stories it's because there's so much news honestly um <clears throat> mike huckabee defends his beyonce slam i know he doesn't want to sell them goddamn books he will not let it go nope because like, it, it's keeps crazy. Him, it keeps him in the news. It keeps people. It keeps the controversy up. Because Mike Fuckerby is what I call him. Oh wait, actually, before we move on to that, I j forgot. I wanted to mention something. This morning on Facebook, I saw a picture. I can't remember who posted, and I'm not trying to take away that person's name. But I, plus Facebook, I don't know if they want their name out there. But it was a picture of like the Arkansas, um, like. Um, state capitol offices or something it was a picture with the uh like you know when the, when the office is closed they like tape a piece of paper to the door with like we're closed for this right 
mm-hmm. says secretary of state mark martin uh bulletin as far as the secretary of state for arkansas the state capitol offices and all state buildings will be closed on monday january 19th 2015 for the observed birthdays of dr martin luther king jr okay and robert e lee oh ain't that the kkk man uh he robert e lee was a general for the south in the civil war okay so he fought he fought to make sure the slaves did not go free now people try to twist that like he didn't own slaves and he personally was against slavery he just fought to help them stay slaves it was for states rights yeah states Mm -hmm. rights to keep slaves stop trying to unslave the fucking civil war it's about black people being able to still be slaves that's the almost the whole purpose of yeah. it. Uh, a lot of people have a tendency to forget that the North wouldn't fight in the South just because. And it was just one of those things where even when black people did go up North, it ain't like you were treated the best. You were just quote unquote free, but we couldn't enslave you, beat you, whoop your ass, but you still had to deal with motherfucking racism. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So many people, baby, that got retweeted so many times. Um, like, yeah, and people do want to gloss across the fact that he fought for niggas to still be slaves, but that was okay. That's okay, though, right? Yeah, it is. Not on them like, don't matter. Pe- there's a, and there's like seven states, by the way, that have the Robert E. Lee holiday. Like, wow. Yeah, on the same time as Martin Luther King, which is so fucking right. Some states, uh, somebody told me their mom worked in a state like this, um, where they actually made the employees pick which day they were taking off for so like it was on the same day but you had to be like are you taking off for robert e lee or martin luther king why the fuck does it matter i'm gonna be off right and they like in some i think in virginia they actually have lee jackson king so a stonewall jackson robert e lee and martin luther king oh you know what i'm my personal opinion this is just me i think a lot of states did this bullshit because they was like look we got to get his black man a holiday. But they never said his holiday had to be on his own. All jokes aside, on his own. Right. So they just grouped other bullshit in there just so it wouldn't be Martin Luther King Day only. Yeah. I, I really think this. Stonewall Jackson was also a Confederate general. So it's Robert E. Lee, <laughs> Stonewall Jackson, and then MLK. Because we couldn't find any other day to celebrate there. And it's, and keep in mind, MLK Day is a national federal holiday. So you actually don't need an excuse to add anyone else in. It's a complete slap in the face to black people and it's done on purpose. Of course, of course. In most jobs, if it's not a federal job, you don't get that day off. Right. So you know what my black ass did? I took it off. Right. So it's just crazy that, you know, so many people were surprised to see that, you know? It was just crazy, man. So, I, I, yeah, and and this is one. This, my personal opinion. This is one reason why I am completely against a lot of things that the states be like. We can take care of this. No, nah, fuck you. Because if we still could take care of this, my black ass would be picking goddamn cotton. Right. So no, make certain things fucking federal. Yep. Um. There's already Robert E. Lee high schools and shit like that too. Right. Um, and the thing is, people go, well, as a, he was personally this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, but you only hero worship him because of what you want him to stand for, which is the fact that he fought for the South against the North, which means he fought to keep slavery. Right. As far as I'm concerned, when I talk to people, they're like, we won. I'm like, good. I'm glad y'all won. I'm, I'm not mad because you won. Right. 
um let's celebrate the loser so mike fuckaby down uh doubles down on his obama criticism i i, I want to go back to you to your book in the in the short time we have here and and you as john carl mentioned taking on beyonce jay-z and criticizing the obamas for letting their girls listen to beyonce you know, if people read the full chapter, it's in the context of, first of all, saying Beyonce is a wonderful talent. My point is, she doesn't have to do some of the things that she does in the lyrics because it's not necessary. She, she has nothing to make up for. She's an amazing talent. My point was, even in speaking about the Obamas, and I said about them in the book, they're great parents. But it was President Obama in an interview with Glamour who said that some of the lyrics he won't listen to with his daughters because it embarrasses him. Well, here's my point. If it embarrasses you, then why would you possibly think it's wholesome for your children to put it into their heads? So that's the point. If you're very concerned about what happens with your children, and the Obamas are, they're great parents, they're careful about making sure their kids get a lot of vegetables and eat right, that's terrific. Well, what you put in your brain is also important as well as what you put into your body. And that was my point, based on what uh, the president himself said. So I think if people read the chapter, they see that it's about this cultural divide, uh, the disconnect between the three bubbles of New York, D.C., and Hollywood versus the you land of the, God, the, Guns, Grits, and Gravy. That's where the, the title the, comes and from. And the Bubba land. God, Guns, Grits, and Gravy. Yeah, Grits and Gravy was a Chappelle show character that played in the, National, the World Dice Tournament, by the way. Um, anyway, this is the same guy that defends Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, who has said some outlandish shit. You know, like, he, Ted Nugent recently went on a racially charged rant about Ferguson. You know what I mean? Like, he said, here's the, re here's the lessons for Fer from Ferguson, America. Don't let your kids grow up to be thugs who think they can steal assault and attack cops as a way of life and a badge of black dishonor he put dis in quote in like parentheses but then said honor so a badge of black honor don't preach your racist bullshit no justice no peace is blabbered by obama's racist sar al not so sharp and, and their black clansmen when a cop tells you to get out of the middle of the street obey him and don't attack him as brainwashed by the gangster assholes you hang with a and look up to it's that simple unless you have no brains, no soul, no sense of decency whatsoever. And don't claim that black lives matter when you ignore millions you abort and slaughter each and every day by other blacks. Those of us with a soul do intend to believe black lives matters as all lives matter. So quit killing each other, you fucking idiots. Drive safely. Wow. And that's Mike Huckabee's homeboy. Um, Mike Huckabee has a, a radio show. Well, that's the Motor City Madman whose music you hear. It's the one and only Ted Nugent, my hunting buddy and good friend who found himself in just a little bit of hot water after this weekend's comments at the National Rifle Association. Here's what he said. If Barack Obama becomes the president in November again, I will either be dead or in jail by this time next year. You're Why are you laughing? You think that's funny? That's not funny at all. I'm serious as a heart attack. Well, I'll tell you who's serious. That's Ted Nugent. And he's serious about everything I've ever known him to be involved in. And he joins me now. Ted Nugent, how you doing, my friend? Greetings, Mike and A. Quick question. Why isn't he dead yet? And why ain't he in jail? Right. You promised. 
Uh, effervescent spring turkey season to the Huckabees. I'll bet you are out turkey hunting even as I'm slaving over this hot microphone today. Well, somebody's got to reduce the herd and bring balance to the good Mother Earth, Mike. It's my duty. I'm a conservationist. Uh, well, as I am, but I'm sure not getting my turkey hunting in. But you made some comments over the weekend at NRA at St. Louis, stirred people up. Not that you haven't done that before. What did you mean when you said that you would either be dead or in jail? Well, the level and increasing corruption and abuse of power in the federal government right now, Mike, is off the charts. Everybody knows that. Unless you're part of that abuse of power, then you stand by and you, uh, you take advantage of that because uh, uh, abuse of power corrupts absolutely. And we see that everywhere from uh, the top cop. You know, we all revere the sacrifices and dedication of law enforcement. But when you have the U.S. Attorney General illegally running guns to Mexican drug gangs and bringing about the death of another law enforcement hero, we kind of cry tears of blood that we're so heartbroken that there's that level of abuse. And when you've got the Solyndra and the GSA. And anyway, so that was after he had already said the, what people took as a threat, that he was going to be in jail or... Yeah, just saying outlandish shit. He didn't mean that shit. He, you know, a long time people just talk. But the funny part is, is that some people say that shit and they motherfucking mean it. Well, this, this is the that's the crowd that he's throwing red meat to anyway. Right. Um. So that's just kind of like his thing. Um. But it's it's funny. Like he also said that. Um. What he say? He said something like people who are against the. NRA are subhuman mongrels. That is a racially charged term that basically they used to call black people as slaves or subhuman and mongrels. Um, so, you know, this is a, this is the guy that Huckabee clutches tight to his own bosom. You know, so, you know, it's kind of funny that he's telling the Obamas not to listen to fucking Beyonce when he's running around hand in hand with his hunting buddy like this you know it's just so sad you know it's fucking ridiculous and i think the problem that i have with it is that i think uh and i've always felt like there's all the think pieces all the stuff you attack her because she's black and she's famous she, she quote unquote has this gangster husband when you don't know anything about that relationship and everything you're saying is off of assumptions but at the same time let's use taylor swift as an example she talks about fucking her boyfriends and breaking up with them and all this shit you don't tell people hey don't have your child listen to somebody that talks about uh makes a sad song break up song about every boyfriend that she ever dates you don't you don't tell people not to have their children listen to that so that's the problem that i have if yeah. you're going to be on this high moral horse let's be on this high moral horse about all genres of music you don't tell people well don't have your child listen to certain heavy metal because they talk about depression and suicide and all that shit you don't want you don't, but but i don't hear that coming out your motherfucking mouth yeah what like, does wholesome music sound like right to me i bet you the answer is white people Correct. And my thing is like, I don't care what you listen to. I don't have these moral standards that you have. My problem is that if you're going to come out and be on this moral ground, you need to be on this moral ground across all genres of music. Yeah. Um, so, um, this is amazing. This is a hundred. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's a hundred. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Um, but, uh, Mike Huckabee, Mike Fuckabee, Mike Fuckaboy, Fuckboy, Fuckboy Mike, <laughs> he cannot help himself. 
uh miss lebanon uh had to pretend that she got photobombed by miss israel uh i mean is what yeah israel and um a selfie that she took um because those two countries hate each other and the israeli uh the lebanese people were getting pissed that miss israel was in the photo are you serious yeah i'm serious um so she had to later crop miss israel out now she's just got very lucky that the way miss israel stood was on the end it was right on the end and she it's like you look at this picture it's almost like she stood in a perfect line that made it so that you could crop her out like i know she didn't mean to right but it's just so funny looking at the picture because it's like well did you know you were gonna get cropped out of this picture or what because it's look at how she's the one all the way on the left yeah because also it's one of those things too where these women are like i don't hate you and you don't hate me i know our countries might not like each other girl i ain't got no problem with you they're just beauty contestants right they don't give a fuck about your politics yeah which is one of the reasons i don't really get into these beauty contests too much because so much of it becomes about trying to um it just it just becomes about the fact that hey i can put my nationalism on beauty standards oh correct you know meanwhile every last girl just about looks the fucking same none of them are over like a 91 pounds yeah, so 100 105 is probably considered fat yeah but it's just crazy that people was beat the beef was so real they was like how dare you take a picture with your fellow contestant you know like I and she's like uh okay um all right uh, and like how much do you hate like how much must you just straight up hate another country to see a beautiful woman and go fuck that because that means you looked at that picture those are three beautiful women four beautiful well three three and a half i don't know what's going on with the blonde but there are three and a four ish beautiful women and you looked at that and saw that beautiful ass woman all the way to the left and said israel ew my dick just went soft i hate you it, I don't think it has nothing to do with sexuality. Is but the fact that a lot of this is like we said, for controlling women. Because there's no men beauty pageant that they would ever do this to. So she had to lie. Basically, she said the truth behind the photo. Since the first day of my arrival to participate in Miss Universe, I was very cautious to avoid being in any photo or communication with Miss Israel, who tried several times to take a photo with me. I have I was having a photo with Miss Japan, Miss Slovenia, and suddenly Miss Israel jumped in and took a selfie and uploaded it to her social media. Because that's honestly what it looked like, because she's on the side cropped. Right. And Miss Madeline, who's Miss Israel, said, It doesn't surprise me, but it still makes me sad. Too bad you cannot put the hostility out of the game. Only for three weeks of an experience of a lifetime that we can meet girls from around the world, also from the neighboring country crazy man you don't even want, like i don't even know what crazy it's just crazy um yeah because we don't i mean because i know people take that shit seriously but i'm pretty sure miss south carolina ain't gonna go cut miss texas because the states don't like each other yeah uh duke university said they want to have like religious um equality on their campus and allow everybody to kind of um you know participate in uh whatever deity they choose and stuff so they were going to put a weekly three long minute muslim call to prayer on a, to broadcast on the campus cha- cha- chapel tower okay 
they reversed that decision of course people had a fucking fit every religion but that one yeah in their original announcement of the decision to allow a common little bit of chanting to be broadcast on campus for a few measly minutes per week duke said that this opportunity represents a larger commitment to religious pluralism that is at the heart of duke's mission apparently duke's mission was changed in the past three days yesterday the school badly reversed itself yeah because people started protesting people started threatening about taking i won't support your school no more like yeah people are like if it ain't christianity or come christian based fuck it duke remains committed to fostering an inclusive tolerant and welcoming campus for all his students uh however it's very clear that what what was conceived as an effort to unify was not having the intended effect yeah that's the thing about this country everyone thinks we're unified everyone thinks we're together until you actually try to have a conversation with someone about anything involving race another religion uh homosexuality right and then you find out mm, it's not the politicians that are dividing us it's us we're divided right because the politicians don't end up but represent us yeah so it's like if you go out there and say hey we want to open this up and let everybody talk about it um yeah you're gonna find out that the conversation is not gonna go to a good place you know so yeah duke apparently backed down it's not even that i can blame them it's just what they were doing was gonna be very um progressive very cool i guarantee there's a ton of other colleges that don't even do the shit but, i wouldn't uh, even considered it right and but, i'm pretty sure the people that considered it probably didn't even consider the backlash that was like oh this is a great wonderful idea you know because because honestly it's coming from a wonderful place you go cool this be a great wonderful idea you know da, 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 you know and they you know everybody voted on it they passed it but they didn't do no polls on it so mm-hmm. everybody was like oh 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 nah nah we got chance speaking of uh brick and layups lena dunham apologized for the cosby holocaust comparison and hires a real life olivia pope Everybody on that Olivia Pope, ain't they? Things have not gone well for poor Lena. Mm-mm, she ain't learned to just, just to honestly shut the fuck up. I mean, you got just I shut mean, the fuck up, right? Bill Cobb, Bill Cobb didn't teach your ass anything. He is just be quiet. She really took a month off from doing press, and she has no idea how to do it. Uh, like, you should have just shut up, let your show come out, and let people give you praise because people can't wait to give you praise anyway. Right. After using an analogy in a recent Time Out New York interview that compared Bill Cosby to the Holocaust, the star took to Instagram to express her regret. Dunham made the remark while discussing criticism Judd Apatow has received for its outspoken stance against Cosby in the wake of recent sexual allegations, with blackish creator Kenya Barris calling the Apatow obsessive. It's sort of like someone obsessed with the ho- saying someone's obsessed with the Holocaust. It's not. I'm so angry about Hulk Hogan's sex tape. So she's saying she's like. It's not like he's saying, I'm so angry about Hulk Hogan's sex tape, which is something trivial in her opinion. This is a huge issue, and it speaks to the way that we abuse power and the way the celebrity allowed for injustice. Everyone else has gone. Let's hope it's not true. Chris Rock, who's an incredible guy and who has a strong sense of social justice, has basically said, we'll see. So in an Instagram post, she later clarified her comments and said, very excited about my pop art time out New York cover photo um daniel levitt or levitt daniel levitt danielle levitt blah, 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 and popification by chad silver my best friend and partner at camp sucks interviewed me and it was a ball however i feel i didn't properly express my respect and passion for karen o and danny devito additionally i'm already aware comparing bill cosby to 
the holocaust wasn't my best analogy with love from your special rape hating jew friend lena lena also kind of accused of being a rapist right her own sister right so right didn't didn't nobody say bitch stay your ass just shut the fuck up and just let your show come out yeah um so and and you know and i and the thing is i think she just thought the shit would pass over but what she didn't realize and maybe this is why she had to hire some actual professional help people don't like you no they a lot of people don't people just don't like you and and they haven't liked you for a while and you've given them ammunition correct with this shit because you've been getting so much praise for your stands and the people that love you and the people that love the show there are a lot of people that don't like that show hate your writing Mm -hmm. you know don't like anything about you and when you're not, when you are sheltered from that and you go out on these platforms where all genres of people are, people that like you, people that like you, and you say stuff, you're going to get people to be like, bitch, I don't like you, you know? Yep. And it's one of those things where once you get to a certain status, some people just have a disconnect between what they're dealing with it in their real world life and mm. the reality of how people perceive them. A lot of times it is not the same. I bet you from now on, uh, you know, within the next few days, and she ain't said nothing else ignorant. Um, then leave with a public person to come on and look, shut the fuck up, stay up, give me your Instagram, Google, give me everything. Don't say a motherfucking word. Yeah, Judy Smith hired, uh, was hired by a consultant with Sony after the hack, by the way. So she's like this, you know, hey, help me clean up my scandal. So Lena Dunham has hired her. Right. But yeah, it's just, she just, I mean, that's, talking oh, about Bill Cosby is really a layup at this point. Mm-hmm. For her to, like, and be her, fucking that up, that just tells you how much the world don't like her. That, that, and her scandal is her. She won't be quiet. Right. Um, Amber Rose posed in the tiniest bikini, uh. Ever. Ever. And was, uh, Ooh. on fleek. I believe one of the sub captions was actual fleeking. Um, yeah, that's fleeking, fleeking all the way. Yeah, uh, she a beast, man. Uh, I'll put her pictures in the chat, and this is why people need to watch the show live. But um, she was just like on a veranda, rocking this bathing suit, making everybody think. Ooh, those shoes. Yes, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Where's Khalifa messed up? I mean, maybe she was. And she, that body had a baby? Oh, my God. I know. A baby came out of there. Can you believe that? Not a stretch mark. Not one. I just want to be the sperm that went in. Not the baby that came out, but still. Like, people go, I know that kid's going to be all messed up. Like, that's your mama? Can I get a ride home? No. <laughs> no, you can't come over. No, you can't spend the night new. Who's the person that got to take the pictures? She take Instagram modeling to the next level, you know? Right. She be like, y'all ain't got shit on me. Y'all pretending. I really live this shit. And she still ain't grew no hair. She don't give a fuck about y'all. Mm-mm. You don't like it and love it. You better. Mm. All four of these Instagram pics. She's like one of the few people I actually follow on Instagram. Like her, Tommy Tanaka. You know? Instagram don't even let you see nibbles. No, you know what? I don't need them, Amber. You do you. But, uh, yeah, that's her bathing suit pictures. Uh, all right. Lena Dunham's terrible. 
uh remember we talked about the guy who was pimping out underage girls and one of them he pimped to allegedly the prince of england Mm-hmm. his name was jeffrey epstein and apparently you know there's rumors that his penis is shaped like an egg which how did that happen i don't know um so i definitely don't don't want to know necessarily how you get an egg-shaped penis but anyway uh virginia roberts the woman who recently joined a suit against epstein in florida and claims she was paid to have sex with prince andrew told her lawyers that Epstein will have sex with as many as seven girls, some as young as 12, each day. A transcript of Robert's conversations with her lawyers was filed on Friday. When asked what Epstein's preferences were, she said, young, pretty, you know, a fun personality. They couldn't be black. If there were any other decent, if they were any other descent other than white, they had to be exotically beautiful. Um... So it looked like racism kind of saved a lot of girls from getting underage molested. Good. You know what I mean? Racism wins the day on this one, don't it? Yeah, I I give this a zero. I don't feel fucked with at all, and those little girls didn't get fucked with at all, and uh, I'll take that. Me too. Chris Brown lost his probation over the shootings at clubs. You don't say. Yeah, I'm shocked as you are, guys. I hope you're sitting down. Um, Chris Brown has had his probation revoked in the Rihanna case in part because he was present at two separate nightclubs where people inside were shot and officials are worried about more shootings and they think Chris could serve time behind bars. Chris showed up for a progress report Thursday when the judge told him the probation report presented multiple problems. First, the report mentioned the shooting last Sunday in San Jose where Chris was on stage. Five people were injured. The judge also said the probation ex- the probation report expressed concern over another shooting at 10AK during the VMA weekend last August. Again, Chris was on stage and several people were shot, including Suge Knight. And the judge said Chris left the country for San Jose without getting the court's permission, which is a violation of his probation. As for why the shootings are an issue, they raised in the probation report. The judge noted so far, there's no evidence Chris was criminally involved, but the probation officer says there is also concern that when he performs or attends at some of his public events, people will get shot or seriously injured. The probation officer also notes Chris has been arrested twice while on probation, once for assault in D.C. and also for throwing a rock at his mom's car in rehab. And the officer noted Chris was making comments about knives and guns during a group rehab meeting. The probation officer, who thinks Chris is focusing too much on his career rather than community service and rehabilitation, recommends to the judge that Chris serve time. The officer says the singer has shown a pattern of making choices that are counterproductive. The judge will hold a formal hearing March 20th in his honor and determines Chris willfully violated, if he determines Chris willfully violated probationer, I mean probation. I would say yes. He could be in big trouble. Violations are felonies, which means prison time is on the line. Damn, Chris. Can't get right. Mm -mm. Like in the shootings, I kind of can sympathize with him on because is it really your fault if niggas in the crowd decide to shoot each other up? No, it's not. You know, like, I don't feel like that. I should be responsible for that. But damn, you got the worst luck. And then some of that shit, I mean, you got arrested twice. Right. Some of that shit is, to me, bigger than the shootings. And that's really why he's probably going to jail. Correct. They're like, we going to tag this this shit on here, which ain't really got nothing to do with nothing. But yeah, you also been breaking the rules. And we didn't get you chance after chance. Nigga, after chance, you done went blind. You done threw shit out of buildings. 
you done beat people, you hadn't apologized, you done got correct you my role, you done turned around and you, you, you got back together with her, everybody got to listen to y'all, have y'all meanwhile on Instagram moments about some bullshit, and then you somebody say something about you, and y'all got to fall out, and we don't, we don't watch you get fat, we don't watch you lose weight again, and it's one of those things where it's got to the point where it's like, God damn, you know what, just take your black ass to jail and call it a motherfucking day since you can't get your life together. Yeah, I wonder if that's the real problem. He just they just like, you know, actually, man, the way you treat Kakarot on Instagram is getting out of control. Right. And I don't want to see it. I don't care. If you're going to keep treating uh, Carrot Cake this way, then we're just going to have to stop. Right. We're tired of it. Because yeah. can't nobody pronounce her name. We're tired of hearing her name. So we're going right. to put you in jail so people quit talking about her. Kaleidoscope did not have to go down like this. No. All right. You need to show some goddamn respect. No. You need to show more respect for Krispy Kreme. In fact, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave kimchi out of this and get back to work. But, yeah, he, <laughs> what can you do, man? He just refuses to grow up. And at some point, you have to look at it as a man, as an adult, as a mature person and be like some of this shit's on you bruh right and they and the truth be told you have to be accountable for your actions i'm gonna tell you right now if you was a regular light-skinned ass nigga you would not be getting these men their chances it's like they gave you chances and you pissed on them yeah not everybody is out to get you bruh no they not sometimes your shit sometimes you need to uh straighten up and fly right and and you just chose to crash into a building when that's your fault they come and arrest you and told you you started to fire Yep. A pro-LGBT Colorado baker is slapped with religious discrimination complaint. Now, isn't that normally the opposite of how it goes? Normally, they're anti-LGBT, right? Uh, But the pro-LGBT baker is getting slapped with a suit. It was an hour into her shift when Lindsay Jones, a pastry chef at Denzel's Azucar Bakery, turned her attention from the full lobby to the older, professional-looking gentleman who just walked in. There was nothing strange in his demeanor as he sidled up to the counter to place an order. In fact, he was friendly, and his request for a Bible-shaped cake seemed simple enough. As the car's owner, Majorie Silva, tells out front that her employees are no strangers to Christian-themed requests and regularly fill them. We make Christian-themed cakes all the time, she says, no problem at all. The gentleman took a seat at one of the tables at the team, as the team served him free samples and began to build his order. He swiped through pics of Bible cakes on the iPad that it presented to him, and it appeared he found the perfect fit. It was only when he produced a leaf of paper from his pocket, careful not to release it to any of the attending employees, but simply brandishing it to them to read before returning it to his pocket. And the order got a little uncomfortable, says Lizzie. He wanted us to write, God hates, and she trails off. Just radical stuff against gays. So, sounds like he wanted a, he wanted a, Bible cake and on the front to say God hates fags. Why would they do that? He wouldn't allow me to make a copy of the message because it was really hateful, Majorie adds. I remember word the words detestable disgrace, homosexuality, and sinners. However, uncomfortable, the request made the pair both maintain that he was never refused service. I told him that I would bake the cake in the shape of a Bible, then I told him I'd sell him a decorating bag with the right tip and the right icing so he could write those things himself, she adds. Correct. The naturally that she has it naturally the cake wouldn't have had the handwriting expertise, 
but she would have been she would be devastated to release a cake via the bakery with such a hateful message fashioned by her own hands correct table side negotiations quickly broke down he told me i needed to talk to my attorney about this then he left so he basically came in knowing he was gonna sue right that was the whole part he gonna say i'm gonna see if they're gonna refuse me sir because you know what what happened if she would have did it yeah but you have paid and then to well you know it. he would have publicized it this this company makes these cakes for me and then made him get negative attention that way that's what he really wants to do is to make them because he knows that them being pro lgbt probably gets some business from people that might feel like cool here's a bakery that i feel welcomed at so he wants to make them feel unwelcome by being like well look at what they did i paid them to say they hate you and they do so don't go here anymore so yeah uh, you just to ask your whole purpose was to do this like this was your entire purpose because who ends the order with you're gonna see him my lawyer yep so he came um back to the the bakery a couple hours later and uh he asked if she talked to her lawyer over the matter she hadn't he said she said i was busy i have a business to run here the sweet two patrons in the bakery dining room began to take notice of the confrontational man in the lobby and again Madri offered to bake him the cake and sell him the appropriate tools to complete the task himself though she thankfully admits their banner never developed developed in the yelling she says it's clear that the man was com- creating comfortable creating the scene he left upon request once more still visibly upset and Madri hoped that was the end of it she says that one of her guests misheard the conversation and thought Majory was refusing to bake a gay, bake a gay wedding cake. Exhausted, she reassured the patron that he was mistaken and she would never do such a thing. We've done lots of gay weddings, Majory, who described herself as half Jewish, half Catholic, tells us, I love all people. A third, the third time the gentleman entered the store that day, Majory called for backup, asking her brother to excuse him. I think he was looking for trouble at that point, Lindsay interjects adding that it appeared he was trying to rile up the staff. He was being really pushy and disruptive right. about his order. You bought your ass in there three motherfucking times. The customers watched the embarrassing ordeal, and again, the, the man agreed to go. He said, you will hear from me. I got scared, Major, he says. I was worried he was going to follow me. You can tell who I am in our big pink van. And Majory did hear from the man again, but much to her relief, it was through a letter filed with Colorado's Department of Regulatory Agencies. The letter explained that a discrimination complaint had been filed against the bakery and that she would need to respond with her account of what happened on the afternoon of March 13, 2014. Part of her reply to DORA response uh, reads, I can tell you that the customer wanted us to draw two males holding hands with a big X on them. I told them we do not like to discriminate in this bakery. We accept all humans that the message was drawn. He, message drawn is extremely rude and you know and there's a reason why he never let them photocopy his statement too because he knew if he did that it would be a problem also yep she also said the guest wanted an open book with the words god hates homosexuality and a no sign over two men he also wanted a scripture and a ghostbusters logo what 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 was why the ghostbusters logo mm-hmm. the why no ghost ghosts? what ghost was a response mm-hmm. what he ain't afraid of no ghosts. He's like, I don't, I don't like ghosts, and I don't like them goddamn faggots. Put them I hate them both. Ugh, nothing worse than two men sucking each other off and a ghost watching. Ugh. Nothing worse. That's why they called him Slimer. That's ectoplasm is cum. It's gay, <laughs> gay semen. It's in the lattes. Majory admits to being legitimately confused as to why he chose her bakery to make the anti-gay cake, but says it could have stemmed from a pro-equality statement she gave to a Spanish-speaking outlet in the wake of the Masterpiece Cake Shop decision. 
in the case colorado civil rights commission upheld a judge ruling that a lakewood bakery was guilty of discrimination when the owners refused to bake cakes for gay weddings i came from far and wide and being so close to the verdict major major marjorie suspects the man might have been organizing the backlash and using her shop to stage his protest i think so because he bought his ass in there three motherfucking times then again he could have just seen the pink shop and all the ladies working and thought he could bully us she says a final portion of her reply states i would like to make it clear that we never that we never refused service we only refused to write and draw what we felt was discriminatory against gays in the same manner that we would not make a discriminatory discriminatory cake against christians we will not make one that discriminates against gays i'm not sure if i made the right decision legally marjorie says but it felt right to me as a person dora has requested a final letter from marjorie uh she says they'll make a decision 30 days from receipt and adds that they've been incredibly helpful and kind throughout the process. Outfront will provide out uh, updates online as case progresses. You know what's funny to me is these motherfuckers who don't understand how to balance the equation on what's offensive and what's not. Right. Two people that are in love that happen to be the same sex and get married are not offending your fucking religion. They're not offending your marriage. Mm-mm. They're not offending your your kids. No, they're not. They're not doing anything to your fucking sensibilities. That is a personal relationship. It's not the same as having a cake that says, fuck gay people. Right. He thinks it's equal to say God hates fags and two men hold a hand on a cake. He thinks those two things are equal. Oh, you put two grooms on the top of a wedding cake? Well, that's the same as saying, fuck Christians. God, I hate these people. They're All the right. fucking worst. And that, and he the, thinks he's making a fucking point. Correct. And those are the same people that back these fools up that do all the dog whistling and say all this halfway crazy shit i if, if obama get elected again i'm gonna kill myself and blow up shit even right. though they're not gonna do anything but you're talking to these people and these people will take what you're saying seriously <sighs> let's talk about some people that really respect marriage okay some straight people indicted for cheating baby mama out of one million dollars stevie J, love and hip-hop star oh love and hip-hop atlanta star stevie J is learning how to be a better father the hard way he's he's facing the two years in prison following a grand jury indictment for ducking out on over a million dollars in child support that nigga you nigga you gonna pay you gonna pay Mm -mm. stevie j was thrown in jail last june for allegedly bailing on eight eighty five hundred dollars a month in child support for two of his kids since 2001 total unpaid child support is one million one hundred and seven thousand four hundred and twelve dollars pay that shit because you you can't be up there with mona dancing and talk about how great you is and not paying shit i ask him but i look his ass up and arrest him he won't be arraigned on the charges until february 10th in new york city he's got other problems at the moment he's currently doing a 30-day stint in rehab after repeatedly violating probation by testing positive for weed and blow I don't know if he's going to be on the uh, next Love and Hip Hop Atlanta season. Right. This might really end up Him making. And Jocelyn might be out. Yeah, then no Benzino and no. Uh, the, the, what was her life? That shit going to be boring. What, what's, what's, what's Benzino's wife? These Thea? Thea? Thea, Thea? Thea? I don't Something. remember her name, but that shit going to be boring because the rest of them don't got no fucking storylines. Thea, Thea. We'll go with Thea, Thea. No Benzino, no Thea, Thea. No Stevie J, no jocelyn what's the point 
that was my favorite one because i don't y'all know folks love but new york was motherfucking boring i cannot do okay them bitches got big asses but that's that that's boring uh the commonwealth fund ran a poll uh that surveyed a bunch of uh americans and for the first time in a decade americans say healthcare is getting more affordable don't let the republicans say, hear you say that it's skyrocketing for the and for and for the first time in like many many years our, our insurance for our company the rates didn't go up mm-hmm yep it's getting more affordable because um, more people can afford it well you have obamacare so a lot of people that signed up for that realize hey the prices aren't ridiculous no they're not because that's the thing you get more people in the pool it gets cheaper but you know what it could have been much 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 cheaper because north carolina is the highest for like the obamacare Mm -hmm. because our state was like no we will not fund and we will not put any money in and we will not have our own exchange so then the private companies come out with their own exchange. There's no competition, so the motherfucking race is high. So if they really wanted to do this right, they could have told states, which Congress would never passed it, but told states, hey, states, y'all got to come up with your own shit. Yeah, the other insurance companies can too, but if you really want the race to drop, that's what you do if you really want real competition and shit like that so people can you know fish around for the best rates but you know states are like middle finger obama and everything he do even though a lot of this was their plans anyway but fuck it because obama said it yeah yep so uh there's an artist named lena nw uh she's a student artist and rapper with a provocative take on rape culture um and she has created a video for it um, it says dick disclaimer, dick disclaimer, not disclaimer, D I C K disclaimer. Okay. So as you guys need to know, it's a dick disclaimer. This video was almost entirely shot on a green screen and contains extensive CGI effects. Most of the video was filmed in the studio in Georgia. It did not take place in Tallahassee. No dope Campbell stadiums were harmed into making this video. Also, I do not want to fuck James Winston. This song isn't even about him. So. Which one super didn't he read? Mm-hmm. She's dancing at a look like she's dancing at uh an actual arena for a football field. That is great. Good C D I. Is this Florida State's football field? Wait, did you get Jameis? Yeah, that's FSU's field. Okay. She's wearing, oh my gosh, she's wearing a like white mini skirt and there's blood all over it. She's licking his Heisman and some of the Florida State logo. Oh, what is happening? Uh, is that her vagina? Yes. Oh, her vagina must be hanging out of the pants because they have like a little thing over it. And every time you she cuts, the blood goes further and further down her legs. Yeah. She got crab legs and she's rubbing them on her bloody vagina. And is that 
a dildo next to her? Yes, it is. Made of bone? Yes, it is. You ain't got a stare, ain't got a steel crab. You can have mine, don't mind you're behind on the 50-yard line. Can't get hard, I'm not surprised by that lameness symptom. I am raping Jameis Winston with the high man trophy asking why. I am raping Jameis Winston with my Heisman trophy? I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty sure that's what she just said. Yeah, I'm confused. Jameis Winston with the Heisman trophy asking why can't he just blow me? No, hold me. I'm sorry, don't know me. Go on, that's Kobe. I'm in mean, like What the fuck is happening? National champion. Bitch. Bitch, I'm Lee Gardner Gold. I got the harness. You got the home. Go, no. Go, no. Someone put questions at the bottom, not trying to hear you rapping, you raping me. (laughs) Ah, This shit is the visuals, y'all. They got like pictures at the bottom of Jameis Winston, like, like it's Instagram or something. And it says, not sure if you hate me or you want to fuck me. Not trying to hear you rapping about raping me, shaking my head. So I guess maybe he responded on Twitter to her. Maybe. Uh, uh, the, the visually is oh oh mm, mm. well that's mm. quite the message mm. um i feel like covering my eyes so she's a senior at florida state university the team's football team has a lawyer for every brand race uh but fsu has been accused of mishandling a rape claim against his star quarterback james winston who was cleared in the campus hearing last month um so her work is much broader than critiquing Winston and the FSU football culture, a digital media art major. She also focuses, she has focused nearly all of her art since entering college in 2010 on addressing rape culture and issues women face in traditionally male dominated world. I'm just quoting extremism and how popular it actually is. Lena said, explaining that shock media is closer to the consumer than they realize today because of the internet. These things people use to have to seek out. I don't know. She sounds kind of crazy. crazy. Although, you know, hey, do you do you think Lena W? Yeah, this is no, this Lena is N-W? now this right here is free speech. At part of the problem. Is, part of the problem is she can't rap. Right. So you know, but and then uh, she's doing crazy shit too. Yeah, I mean, it's more the she can't rap that's really the issue bugging me out mm-hmm. personally yeah her rapping is terrible <laughs> like her rapping is uh pretty horrible so it's hard to take seriously oh man um all right uh i guess we should get into our game segments and all that kind of stuff let me refresh this real quick because it's uh, freezing up all right uh let's play our first segment which uh we haven't done in a while but uh, I guess we can do one today, uh, the Cosby Show. Okay, yeah, um, he's still out there, y'all. We hadn't forgot. Articles continue to pile up. Yes, so, they do. Um, the chat room gonna pick. Yeah, we'll let the chat room pick this time. Um, let's play the song. 
all right uh see five has already been picked nbc firmly shuts the door on bill cosby the door is firmly shut to bill cosby's return to nbc the network's top entertainment executive said friday that's safe to say nbc entertainment chairman bob greenblatt said friday when asked if the network would ever again do a project with cosby who's 30 years ago was a sitcom king with the network's the cosby show NBC's decision to sever ties with the 77-year-old comedian comes in the wake of multiple allegations of sexual assault against him. Two lawsuits and a complaint to the Los Angeles police earlier this week from a woman who says the comedian sexually abused her in 2008. Network said The network said late last year it was dropping plans to develop a classic comedy uh, family sitcom with him. The series... The series was announced in mid-2014 before a rising tide of accusations against Cosby by women who say he drugged and assaulted them. So, yep, he won't be working with NBC. Uh, what's the next number? Uh, I got uh, three. All right, number three. Bill Cosby was met at protest, uh, with protests at a Denver show. Um, so he had a show in Denver. Uh, he spoke with NBC News before he took the stage at the theater on Saturday night, which was surrounded by protesters. He said, what you'll see tonight is history. You'll see me get on stage. The comedian wouldn't address the recent sexual assault accusations directly. You will see this wonderful gift on stage tonight at the show, as well as the people of Denver. You will see a master at work. So he was Cuban B. controversy. The Denver woman is on a long list of accusers who say comedian Bill Cosby took advantage of them. Tonight, she's telling her story, and 7 News reporter Tyler Lopez joins us live. Tyler, her story sounds familiar now. It does, Jacqueline. And several people telling us they felt empowered listening to this Denver woman tell her story, including her reasons for remaining silent until last month. She says the comedian drugged her in Denver back in 1986. Her name is Beth Ferrier, and she's been quoted in media accounts before, but today she stepped in front of several cameras at the Crawford Hotel inside Union Station. She listened and was emotional as other women that L.A. attorney Gloria Allred also represents told their stories about Bill Cosby on video, all very similar to Beth's story. She says she was married in her 20s when she chose to have a romantic relationship with Cosby for roughly a year and a half, but then broke it off. And she claims when she went to tell him it was over, the comedian drugged and sexually assaulted her. She told a crowd of at least 60 people today that she went right back to the hotel the next morning to confront Cosby, who wouldn't talk to her. She says that threw her off. You never know. Did he take photos? Did he have other people involved? You know, you always question. And again, as a woman, right, what did I do? Surely I did something. That accuser saying she still fears that Cosby could use his wealth and influence to somehow threaten her family. Gloria Allred saying that fear is what keeps women down as doormats. She made it clear that Bill Cosby is her target. She wants to take him to court and says there are at least two other Denver area women who have contacted her with similar allegations. She said that she would right now be at the Buell Theater protesting his appearance. Jacqueline. Wow, thanks, Tyler. Kristen Scobera is live right now outside the Buell Theater where those protesters are gathering ahead of Cosby's show tonight. And Kristen, what does it look like out there? 
Well, right now I can tell you it is loud. As you can tell, I can barely hear you because there is so much chanting going on right now. They're saying things like, how many does it take? Rape is no joke. The show scheduled to start right now, and you can see people trying to get into the theater, but it's uh, very crowded out here with these protesters. They've been out here for about an hour, and they felt that it was important for them to uh, come out against the comedian and take this stand. I've spoken to several of them who all say that, but then others, the ones that are attending the show, say that these are just allegations and it's too soon for a protest like this to take place. But as you can tell, very divided out here. Uh, as uh, Tyler Lopez mentioned, uh, Gloria Allred, she was at that uh, talk earlier. She came over here and has been out rallying uh, a lot of the protesters and so getting people very fired up. But we'll, uh, we have a crew inside. We'll uh, have more coming up later tonight from these uh, protests. Back to you. Wow. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure at most places people protest, but they don't roll out in droves like this. But, like, you bought your tickets, and then people are going to harass you trying to even get it. People are like, fuck it. Ooh. Or you roll up there, you see other people, you know, you're like, no, I'm going back to the car. It ain't even worth battling them people. Amazing. Like, people really are organized around this shit now. Right. I don't know how you can continue to keep doing shows. and I, like, Me at this either. Point, I kind of can't help myself, but it's like the fact that you would keep doing shows and people almost keep- makes it more like you must have just known this shit all along. Cause like someone who was completely blindsided by accusations like this, I feel like they would just be like, yeah, I can't fucking deal with this. Like mm-hmm. I got to go off tour cause I don't know what the fuck people are talking about. That and the fact that honestly is there's places that book him. I like, yeah, because you're going to be guaranteed money. No, of course. Well, they already made the deals, like I said. Oh, okay, okay. And it these sounds were, like you really have to pay him no matter what in a lot of these situations. Okay, these were prior to all this stuff kind of quote-unquote coming out. So they're like, yeah. we booked it. We don't want to pay him and then not make our money back. We're just paying him just to pay him. Yep. Give me one more number, chat room. We'll do uh, one more. Somebody had two next. Number two. Kazi takes the stage to cite protests against sexual assault. Oh, wait, we did that one. I guess I saved it twice. Um, So we'll do this one instead. Kazi's accuser, Chloe Goins, is a liar. I wasn't even there. This is the 2008 accuser, I believe. Um, Bill Kazi has proof he was not even at the Playboy Mansion the night one of his accusers claimed she was sexually assaulted, so says Kazi's lawyer. Legal pit bull Marty Singer tells TMZ on the date in question, August 9, 2008, he has flight and telephone records that clearly place Kazi in New York City, 2,500 miles from the mansion. Chloe Goins claims Kazi gave her a drink at the mansion during the midnight summer's, midsummer night's party, and the next thing she knew, she was naked in a bedroom as Kazi sucked her toes and masturbated. Goins filed a police report this week with the LAPD, but it's problematic. The alleged incident occurred a little more than six years ago, and the statute of limitations is six years for all sexual assaults except rape. The rape statute is 10 years, but up to this point, Goins never alleged penetration. Singer says Kazi's team will be providing documentary evidence to the appropriate authorities, which conclusively establishes Mr. Kazi's whereabouts on August 9th. And one more thing, the August 9th party was extensively covered by the media. The photos were published by uh, of various celebs in attendance, including Paris Hilton, Matthew Perry, Jim Belushi, Jason Statham, and Bill Maher. There are no pictures or mention of Kazi. So, uh, one down, 30 to go. And he's going to have it cleared, y'all. Don't worry about it. Got this in the bag. Uh, let's go to our other 
uh, favorite section that uh, that's growing popular right now? Yes. All alert. numbers guys here's here's the uh list nick and mariah's prenup and confidentiality clause revealed groupie tales i met d-ray davis in chicago ballerific beauty butt implants versus butt shots versus fat transfer by at dr miami ballerific relationships do i really want to date a baller by queenie and vanya or number five miami condo wants to kick birdman out all right to review number one Nick and Mariah's prenup. Number two, groupie tails with D-Ray Davis. Number three, butt implants versus butt shots versus fat transfer. Uh, number four, ballerific relationships. Do I really want to date a baller? And number five, Birdman. Y'all go ahead. Karen, you tally up the numbers. Okay. We'll figure this bad boy out. I feel like we should have like some number calculating music, but. Alas, we don't. Man, everybody's... Like, no, one, one? One, it looks like. Everybody's going with one. All right. a bunch of ones. Yep, one is winning. Nick and Mariah's prenup. Let's get into it, guys. I know you guys have been waiting on this. Um, This is a post by a girl, 11-8. Nick filed for divorce back in December, but has been pretty quiet about the entire thing. Now, TMZ has revealed details of the couple's prenup and the confidentiality clause that is keeping Nick and Mariah silent on their divorce. The prenup says Mariah is worth $150 million. Nick came into the marriage in 2008 worth a little less than five hundred k. During their marriage, he's obviously made much more, bringing in millions on various projects. As far as the couple's confidentiality clause, if, Nick's ta- if Nick talks, he will pay a $250,000 penalty. Mariah has to pay a $500,000 penalty if she talks. So that's the detail. I guess they won't be hearing a lot from them. So Luscious says, oh, I actually like them together. How sad. Sort of off topic. Why does everyone think Mariah is an alcoholic? Seriously, I've never seen any evidence. Brazil said, they really grew on me after a while. Sad. And our girl CCD is working on a baller for she says, would that, would that more celebrities with children would sign such confidentiality agreements much easier on the children? She always got that common sense, man. That's the best thing about her. And that's it for for that ball alert. Let's do one more. What was the second one? Oh, I know what you want. I want to do. I don't think okay. you did it. I want to do the sugar and the money, not the honey. I've been looking at that one going, I want to read that one. All right. I didn't even mention this, and we'll do that uh, for the fans today. Special little ball alert segment uh-huh. for y'all. The sugar is in the money, not the honey by Mrs. Big. I just like that title. Let's face it. 
lots of people are struggling right now but not everyone i once heard a man say a woman should never be broke huh well if you think about it it does make some sense oh he didn't do that y'all she got it written in there just so you know he was pointing out that a woman will always have something a man will pay for or a woman is more likely to get financial help than a man so let's look at this it all brings up the question of whether it's okay to have sex for money not in a street walking kind of way but in a sort of arrangement follow me benefactor sponsor sugar daddy are women are women who chose choose these relationships bad they say that they want to have a monetary exchange for their time with a well-paid damn it rich man but it's not prostitution because it's more than sex but a business arrangement for instance the typical sugar daddy relationship is one where a very wealthy, rich, or influential man takes care of the needs of a young, beautiful, ambitious girl who takes care of him. Some of these relationships are successful, many aren't. However, in one that I am privy to, the sugar baby ended up saving all the stacks her sugar daddy gave her and her owns her sev- owns several turnkey businesses that she bought with his additional help. He, in turn, received good sex, companionship, and no headaches. Also, he enjoyed helping her. It took them three months, a trip to Tahiti before they even had sex. This isn't typical, but it happens. So are women bad who do this? What about women who have sex that make a baller commit to them? What about women who sleep around with no clear objections, objectives, I'm sorry, but having fun? In the sugar daddy baby case, it is arranged. It is expected so that there's very little surprises about expectations. There are actual sites for women who wanted this type of lifestyle. One is called SeekingArrangement.com. Write that down, everybody. SeekingArrangement.com. Well, they claim to verify that a man is indeed high net worth. Check out this video I got from their blog and what this chick says. I like the name of her book, if anything. Gold Digger laughing my ass off. So that's where Gold Digger came from. Me and Justin have been trying to figure out where Gold Digger came from all this time. G-O-A-L Digger gold digger you're digging with goals you're not a gold digger was uh, great it was a great way to meet very successful men uh, men who uh, knew what they want uh, professional men and uh, and a lot of them became if they didn't become a love interest they became my mentor and uh, and a friend. the reason that I started dating specifically uh, wealthy men um, was I wanted something different. Um, I thought, well, maybe I'd fall in love and marry a, a wealthy man. And then I started writing my book and started realizing that I wanted to create my own business. And well, if I could give like a kind of general stereotype of who I met on the website, they are hard workers, workaholics. Uh, you know, they, they have a lot of uh, responsibility and stress. Um, and they are looking for someone to have a relationship with where it's fun where it's fun, and uh, where they can enjoy themselves, where they can travel, where they can talk, they can wine and dine, and uh, that's the experience that is a time of my life that I needed this type of relationship, where I wanted to focus on me, I wanted to focus on my daughter, and I felt like a... And I'm already bored with what she's saying. Right, and they're bored too. They're like, bitch, just show me your titties. Yeah, like I don't believe any rich man sat around and listened to her talk. So she mm. must have just been good at keeping quiet, you know? Like, right, because I'm guarantee you they told her all type of shit. And yeah, you are fun because he's not committed to you and you're not committed to him. 90% of people will tell you that this is bad because one, they've never had the guts. Two, they never will. 
three, the only thing they got to bargain that anybody will want is ten dollar stock Starbucks card. Oh, shit. If you look closely at the end of the day, most people are seeking a ranger with their hearts or wallets. For more like this, please go to alphanista.com. Arrangements, baller, daddy, sex, and sugar are the tags. Uh, if you click on alphanista.com, they are cleaning things up, uh, and they will be back soon. Their website is not up right now. Um, uh, let's look at the chats, the, the comments. Wonder if revealing her primary motive with being with someone may hinder her rep in the future, but I agree. I've man, that's in bold, manipulated some things from some people to get what I want, but I try not to make that a habit because I'm scared of that chick named Karma. She is a bitch. Comment by Ball Alert loves it. Mrs. Big says, but sites like that make it all known what's up. There are no tricks, really. It's not like posting on eHarmony where arrangements are not the norm. Interesting, though. LMS says, it's not bad. I really don't think any women she fuck for free. I guess should fuck for free. Even when you are married or in a relationship, you should get something out of it. Jesus. <laughs> uh, there are plenty of chicks out there that could have been better off had they not been letting people sample their goodies even when you're married like damn the game don't stop <laughs> that's that's some i don't even know what i had to do you had to barter to get some pussy at, and you're married already all right uh laugh my ass off at w only but you I, nigga, you want dinner yeah <laughs> laugh my ass off at w only you only you ha 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 i love the little dog in the video comment by mrs big men get very angry about women doing this i've seen their reactions not surprised when women start using their sexuality to make money men don't like it at T, very interesting. Like the girl in the video said, uh, you have to use it wisely for some reason. There are men who want women like that. They have ads on sugardaddies.com or seekingarranger.com and not match.com for a reason. True. As long as, Denise says, as long as everyone understands that they are, what they are getting, great. China Doll said, it ain't tricking if you got it, lol. Ah! seductress says at pretty pink that muscular young fine paris paris of man maybe she all right paris of man meat oh peace okay peace of man meat lol comes after you elevates your status with the older less attractive dude it's hard to find established young fine dudes it's not i'm not saying it's impossible but there is a much tighter market for the on these types of men I'm holding out on getting myself fully together and reaching the top of perfection before I start dabbling with men of my own age. That way I'll be more established, know the game in and out, and more mature. I'll mess with dudes of my of my own age, and when I'm ready for marriage right now, I'm in it for the money, not the honey, and, not, and I'm having fun. That was from Seductress. Uh, page two of comments. Sugar D. That says Sugar D dot dot dot, so it must be Sugar Dick. Mm. says a woman should never be broke means just sitting on your money maker so get that money i ain't mad at you matter of fact i might have five on it however tricking is tricking ah. no matter how you dress it up babe don't fool yourself with different categories you're a prostitute someone who exchanges sex in exchange for a financial gain as long as you can live with the label that makes that comes with it do you boo yeah. by the way imagine everything spelled wrong label has is l-a-b-l-e your is the wrong your like it's, everything's wrong ball alert says at sugar dick so when you get married is that the same thing prostitute with a marriage license seductress oh, says seductress uh so fly says at seductress i see you girl at sd i guess but sugar dick at, i guess but you 
if you think about then we all prostitute don't tell me you've never gained financially or materially from a relationship where sex was involved sugar dick replied to at boss and said when you get married you have made a commitment to be with that other person richer or poor so if he goes broke tomorrow you won't leave because you weren't there for the finances only mrs big says see men don't like this no matter how they sugar coated lol (laughs) (laughs) oh oh miss big got jokes um sugar d said at so fly negative i'm a dude uh ball alert says lol and miss big at sugar dick everything is relative it's some some type of game seductress says sd sugar dick just because you're a dude doesn't mean you can't benefit from a sexual relationship financially there are female tricks out there as well as sugar mamas too as sugar dick responds at seductress are you trying to pimp me <laughs> so soft and so sweet with dollar signs for all the s's says lol a sugar dick newfound baller alert fam you all are hilarious um all right so she enjoys this stylings of sugar dick um katie did says when i was younger and before i started having sex an older cousin told me never to give it up easy or free she said i should get something out of the deal we all know guys that just want to come to your house and chill do you can't no you can't chill at my house you could take me out now. If we go out on a couple times, go out a couple times, and I want to give you some, then okay. But you will not get it for nothing at all. If you want to visit these sites or have a to have a man give you money, do what you do. Just make sure you never sell yourself short. So Chuck just says, "At Sugar Dick, hell yeah, I am trying to pimp him out. Now stop wasting my time and get that money maker on the street and bring it back to Mama." <laughs> and she did the she did the tonguey face uh our girl ccd is working on a baller for she responded to this in 2012 which was three years after it was posted ah the age-old question is it or is it not tricking lol zariah responded listen men wait listen men invented the term gold digger to discourage women from requiring them to be the man they are supposed to be Every woman is looking for security in some form from a man, be it monetary, commitment, or otherwise. Every man is looking for beauty and sexuality in a woman. It's just how we're built. I wish some women and men would keep it real. And Mocha Cashmere. Oh, go ahead, Karen. What are you saying? I said I agree. For you most, agree with her? Yeah, because, because for most people, they just lie to themselves. Because like you say, they created it out of the fact that they feel like, hey, you're trying to take shit away from me more that I'm going to shame you woman for fucking me and me giving you shit. The, uh, Mocha Cashman said the statement, a woman should never be broke doesn't work for everyone. I'm a woman. I work two jobs and I'm still broke. You have to be strong in the art of manipulation. Every woman is not lucky enough to have that skill. No, nah, not talented enough. Because mm-hmm. that takes talent. Right. Well, and, you gotta and, just fuck and, that and, many more people. And patience. And you... I'm like, fuck that. Well, that's it for Ball Alert today. Yo, 
about it, I do grade A shit. Whoa. I'm a realish nigga walking and this the little mix. And I'm still like looking for a faster. All right. Time to play our other game. Let me get that song out. No, no fucking with black people, guys. Come oh, on. no. We, we've already played that today. Yeah. Now that is time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. Now that is time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. That's right. It's time for guest the race. The number one game show going on across podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants this time, the chat room, to guess the race. Mm-hmm. And the chat room is racist. Also, today's guess the race is brought to you by Bevel. That's right. You guys guessed it. It is brought to you by Bevel. Uh, listen, I shaved with it this morning because I wanted to look fresh. In my all black going to the funeral. Mm-hmm. It has now been over a week since I shaved the first time with Bevel. Still no razor bumps. Smooth as a baby's ass. I tell you, it's crazy because I remember used I used to have these razor bumps, and then I would have to damn dry my skin out with oxy and alcohol and all these bombs and all this stuff that you have to do to yourself. Bevel is the simplest way to shave, and it's, like I said, it's designed for black skin. Don't you want to have clearer, smoother skin? Don't you lady like that? Yes. Ladies don't like you looking like a bunch of funky fungus up under your neck. Right, and I appreciate the dudes that have used it and trying it. And, you know, some dudes like, I hadn't shaved in years, but Mm -hmm. I'm trying it, and they've enjoyed it. So thank you for for the people I, that use our code. Yeah, I hadn't shaved in a long time as well because it was irritating to me. And I just thought I would rather just be nappy. Let me just be nappy and free. It's easier. Because, you know, it's one of the things I enjoyed about a beard. But, you know, I, you know, your beard still has edges to it. Mm-hmm. Still has a way that it grows. You still want to kind of keep that neat, you know, so it doesn't just walk around looking like you're homeless or whatever. And the bevel helps me do that and not be irritated. Uh Devil, uh, dermatologist tested by Dr. Michelle Henry, four out of five men reported reduced razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Um, I can say I have, uh, ac- absolutely, uh, done that. Because it's catered towards us. Yeah, it's catered towards black people, man. It moisturizes your skin, like they get this after bomb that you put on. Also, it smells so good. It's all shea butter, everything. You know right. what I'm saying? It's, it smells good. It's all for your black skin. And then you put it on a little dab and you smell good. You smell unique. You smell like you, you know. Um, and, and I like that it's just not me smelling like, you know, the, the Gillette or whatever. Right. You know, whatever other crap that you put on your face that's not designed for your skin, that's, that, that, that dries you out, that, keeps you irritated uh, that that makes you scratch your neck like you're on crack and you're trying to sell somebody you know people walk up to you like you trying to sell me a vcr no i just shaved with a 17 razor blade okay and i'm nicked up and it's simple and and the thing is if you've never used a razor before this is a good way to try it because uh with the starter kit you get like 20 razors or whatever but it's a single razor system it has like this safety head on it so you won't just like cut your neck off or anything you don't have to worry about that i haven't cut myself with it and you just, you know, you just pull into the hair, it has these illustrations. Next time we do the read, I will actually uh, bring in the the instructions. I'll read them to you because I love the way that the instructions right. are. Right, so that you can get a better understanding. Yeah, it's so simple. I really can't um, 
illustrated enough and also you know support black businesses tristan walker young entrepreneur uh out in silicon valley um black man with products with us in mind i feel like that is the the formula for our podcast success that a lot of people didn't think we'd be able to do mm-hmm. is we service people that typically are not serviced. We talk from a black perspective. We don't talk like for, you know, nothing against white folks, but we don't sit around and just go, how can we make our podcast about explaining to white people what black people think? We just talk like, Hey, you either get in or you don't. Right. And I feel like this project product is also the same where it's like, Hey, here's a razor for black people by black people and it's about time that we felt comfortable and uh it's definitely worth the price yeah and i'm i'm doing ideas out there if y'all get something for women in these legs i'm on it and if you get 20 percent off by putting in code tbgwt at getbevel.com just shoot us a little 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 something on twitter facebook whatever let mm-hmm. us know that you got the deal a lot of people have been tagging us to a lot of people have been letting us know it's code TBGWT and it's getbevel.com, G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. Now back to your regularly scheduled racism. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Some people were apparently scalping New England Patriots tickets. Oh. Um, New England fans beware a trio of New Yorkers made thousands off of Tom Brady and the Patriots by selling fake tickets to Sunday's AFC championship game, oh. according to the cops. You know they ask, you know they scan everything. They're like, boop, boop. um, this ticket's already been used. Boop, boop. This is not valid. What? <laughs> the alleged counterfeiters, I'm sorry, were busted by police in Boston, a Boston suburb on Thursday after a Patriots fan called cops suspecting he'd been ripped off by the sellers. Police say the fan responded to a Craigslist ad for tickets, met the sellers at a Holiday Inn, and forked over $900 for four tickets to the Pats Colts showdown. Ooh. It's unclear why he thought the tickets were fakes. Cops busted the suspects, all from New York in their early to mid-20s, seized thousands of dollars in cash, as well as more counterfeit tickets. They've all been charged with larceny and attempt to commit a crime. Uh, they're being held on bail. Guess the race of the scalpers no i don't have their names just their mug shots check the chat room taking their time it's one of those times i guess uh, you know sometimes there's a little delay yeah well sometimes i think they're stumped too they're scared to guess uh white says gil Mm -hmm. all right white says recognize taste um everybody else is still thinking about it they're trying to decide what they're trying to do. They're trying to get their mm-hmm. racism together. I've only seen black scalpers, so Negroes. One who thinks Tom Brady is their personal savior. Black buyers, whiter than Mike Huckabee sipping a milkshake in a snowstorm. No, it's white. No, no. The sellers, the buyers are the police. So uh, it's the sellers that we want to race for, uh, Leonard Brothers. Bill Belichick, diabolical white. One who complains about Bevel being racist as it's not for white people. Cracker who shaves with a butter knife, says Markham. Oh. The correct answer is... Wait, whiter than New England snow, says Shauna. Uh, the correct answer is black. They were black, everybody. Some of you did get it right. (laughs) 
all right and linda brother said no he means people who buy blacks so that's also white which is also wrong <laughs> uh you yeah. doing black and miles them brothers was, was scalping some tickets man the audacity was that a good printer real good printer <laughs> printer make your paper shine i mean they said they didn't say what made them think that it was um that the tickets were counterfeit let me just tell you something when you walk into a hotel room and three niggas try to sell you anything you think it's counterfeit nope because normally yeah, they can still get you but most of the time people that are scalping are like out immediately outside of the arena or in some vicinity of the arena yeah uh shocking video shows pole dancing two-year-old copying her gyrating mother who claims it's just attachment parenting ashley wright filmed herself pole dancing with her toddler the video has been watched more than 500 t- 500 000 times let's watch the video really is doing a very sexy pole dance with a two-year-old walking around yeah they maybe just walking around and looking at him like who's jerking to this is this like child porn good question because it is a child in the video yeah ashley can be seen picking up her young child and resume spinning around the pole with the toddler clasped in her arms um later in the routine the mother seductively rides around the floor as shannon marie appears totally entertained and attempts to join in of course she's an infant ashley says she is an extreme advocate of attachment parenting a style intended to create a very empathic and nurtured child some of the hallmarks of attachment parenting are co-sleeping with the entire family and baby wearing where an infant is worn in a sling ashley says she hasn't been shocked by the negative reaction she has received and claims her dancing demonstrated a strong mother-daughter bond it is no surprise that many are put off, even more confused by the shared display of divine femininity, sensual acceptance, power, and open, unapologetic love for self and for my child, she said. Unfortunately, many did not receive nor have bear witness to this form of love. Therefore, only therefore only see that what is they can connect with, shame. Nearly 5,000 people have commented on the video. Johanna Marie wrote, it looked like the baby was reaching up for mommy, but she's so busy dancing on the pole with her undergarments. Joanne Saget added, nothing wrong with pole dancing, but not when you should be spending time with your child. Do it when the child is in bed. This is not the time to be doing it. And Carolee Swan said, how about teaching your daughter to read or count or spell and instill qualities in her that will make her bright and successful instead of instilling skills in her that will only benefit her if she needs to degrade herself for money. On her website, Mrs. Wright's Way, she writes, it's okay to be 100% committed to your children and loved ones. In doing so, make sure that you take the time to give to yourself. Get your hair done. Go to a game. Practice yoga. Take the Zumba class. Because if you don't continue to give to yourself, you compromise the quality of care for others. So what do you think about that, Karen? You think that's some good parent in there? Pole dancing with with your toddler? (laughs) You can do a lot of things with a child outside of pole dancing. I do I do understand the bonding, but no my whole fucking family we ain't sleeping in no motherfucking bed together. That's a negative. <laughs> well guess the race of Mrs. uh what was her first name? Ashley Wright uh chat room. And for the record, I don't have any problem with this. 
one who will do something strange for some change and some cheese blacker than membranes gums these excuses sound so white and privileged attachment parenting is a white buzzword i'm torn but i'm gonna go with white they are white so this is cardio attachment parenting for black people equals broke the opposite of a five-star chick black one who will raise her child on steady diet of cheese sandwiches and privilege flat-bootied white girl one who considers pole dancing an artistic experience white one who moves are whose moves are naturally bollywood death stiff and spasmatic white and gill in toronto says white the correct answer is black she is a black woman you racist sons of bitches feel it feel it all up somebody guessed black some people did guess black i just want y'all to see the picture of her first hold on now the girl is beautiful more importantly to why i don't have a problem with this this kid don't know this shit about sex a fucking two-year-old right just they just knows. think mama's flipping around doing shit on the poles and swings and, and they just spend the time having fun the mom doesn't the kid doesn't know this is sexual in any way that there's no men around throwing dollar bills at her you know yeah, a lot of people have negative connotation about dancing and and shit like that or pole dancing and they think pole and for and it is actually a great exercise and a lot of people federal us You've got to be physically strong to fucking pole dance, period. Right. And it's just one of those things we go, bitch, bitch, you, you dancing the pole? Fuck you. It's all sexual, right? Right. You know, and she's raising a kid that possibly is going to be, um, you know, not as hung up about sex as other people's kids, not ashamed of their bodies and ashamed of themselves. I, I literally have zero problems with this. Right. And could I'll, not be more supportive. I, I think. I think she may be pushing it a little too far by saying, like, everybody needs to do it. I get that some people are not going to want to do this shit, but judging her and saying the kid can only learn how to strip and shit is so just, it's such a overreactionary thing to say. It's such an American paganist, stupid ass, like, uh, Protestant thing to say. Right. And also the, the, and I think the thing, for me, that I have the biggest problems with is almost goes to insulting her as a parent and, and saying, you know, uh, hey, uh, you ought to be teaching your child. And her child might be fucking more intelligent than yours. You're just making the assumption because it's a pole dance that she's ignorant. Yeah. Now, I'm like, I, I know it's not normal. And I know I'm not saying you can normalize it, but I don't think that her way of doing it is just some type of reprehensible, you know, reprehensible thing. So I agree. Bonus round. <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race. Double the points. Double the race. So far, people are mostly over two. Let's see what's going on. Uh, here you go. This guy is in Texas, and he wants to have his wife killed. Because bitches ain't Watch shit. Tables, poker. But first, let's have an advertisement. Hold on, baby. They, they, say, they say they can't hear you. They can't hear me? Yeah, I heard somebody say they lost us. Everybody said it or just one person? 
two or three people recognize they said i can see and hear rod okay well then you good then um because look like you had reset you refreshed on my screen okay but i'm good now or what are people in the chat saying yeah, you should be good now screen is stuck let me ask um all right i'll refresh fuck it well, what's the worst thing that can happen right well i guess the worst thing is we don't come back up because that's happened before um but it looks like i came back up and put myself back on screen all right can everybody hear now um um is, it, is this thing on is this working hey everyone can you see me now so fresh and so 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 clean clean see okay they can see all right let's go back to the article then um and off-track betting, it's all here at Cushada. That's over 100,000 square feet of gaming at Cushada, Louisiana's largest casino resort. That's what Terry Bradshaw's doing with his life right now. So Apparently sad. so. Anyway, the article. A husband already in jail on an indecency with a child charge is now accused of trying to take out a main witness in the case, his oh, wife. Oh. Eyewitness News reporter Christine Dobbin is live now with the story. Christine? Gina, the man is now charged with solicitation of capital murder, and investigators say he planned the entire thing from jail. Oh, yes, yeah. 64-year-old Jeffrey Basie was behind bars at the Harris County Jail on indecency with the child charges when the solicitation to allegedly kill his wife took place. Prosecutors say Golda Yvonne Basie was scheduled to testify in the case. Just three days before Christmas, court records filed by prosecutors on the case say the suspect solicited a hitman who was an undercover law enforcement officer to kill the suspect's wife for $50,000 with a $5,000 payment up front. Investigators say his jail solicitation offer was recorded. Basie's sister allegedly took the down payment to the officer posing as a hitman. The deputies believe she had no knowledge of the plot. Basie had been banned from his old Cypress neighborhood and a middle school linked to the child indecency charge as part of a protective order he allegedly violated. At his former home on the northwest side, neighbors were too spooked to go on camera, but describe Yvonne Basie as a nice woman and say they hope she is in a safe place tonight. And Basie is also accused of reckless conduct. Investigators say he waved a gun at his wife during a previous incident. Reporting live on the northwest side, Christine Dobbin, 13 Eyewitness News shit well everybody uh guess the race of uh the guy wants to kill his wife for being a witness like he took that a little far didn't he yes he did um let's check the chat room give me back my 111 wins it was jerry and he got any damn way white lifetime movie white says uh chuck spears white says gill in toronto um nobody else is moving slow one who will be played by an australian actor on id discovery white kill her rather than just walk out for newports white and white the correct answer is white everyone got it oh wait we got a couple guesses after the buzzer and black rob misty says snitches get stitches black five thousand dollars of disposable income that's an angry white man who wanted to get the go the ultimate mile to put her in the woman's place oh, in Negro Montoya. Um but yeah, let me play the boo for um Black Rob. Oh, 
are upset with black rob holy crap there you go tear the building up uh well you know um can't say he didn't deserve it uh let's see if we can get one more then um he looks like he ain't slept in 15 years yeah he definitely i mean that woman was definitely getting on his nerves you know like that much we do know you could just look at him and be like that woman was crazy right because yeah. he is hadn't had a wink of sleep <laughs> no he hadn't like she got to die um he also in schiller park a suburban mother behind bars tonight accused of trying to kill her children prosecutors Ooh. said she poisoned their apple juice eyewitness news reporter john garcia following the case with his mother passed out in their apartment, a nine-year-old boy was able to text his father that he and his four-year-old sister were sick and needed help. Police say that's because 29-year-old Crystal Al-Khatib tried to poison them with a prescription anti-anxiety drug. One of the children indicated that he observed mom uh, crushing the pills into a powder form and putting a substance and forcing him to drink it out of there with their juice. Authorities say Al-Khatib took the same drugs in an effort to commit suicide. Doctors at Elmhurst Hospital who treated the children learned of the situation and called police. They found Al-Khatib and got her to a hospital. Police say she was upset at the children's father because he was not spending enough time with her. That's really sad to hear a mother to do that to their kids, you know, the kids come first. I'm imagining it's some sort of depression that she was going through, but... I mean, she should have got she should have got help and not did that to, to the kids. I mean, that's really sad. Authorities say while this was a tragic situation, it could have been much worse. Lives were saved. Police say Al Khatib has given a videotaped confession. She's being held on one and a half million dollars bond, charged with two counts of attempted murder. The children are staying with their father. In Schiller Park, John Garcia, ABC Seven Eyewitness News. All right, chat room. Guess the race of Cristal El Khatib. Um, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Uh, we got juice. Juice? What the fuck is juice? Black woman with a poison grape drink. White. Crushed peel white, says Lauren. Waiting on these other people to get their uh, guesses in. I know. Everybody moving slow. They didn't got so many wrong. They scared. El Cati, more like El Polo Loco in El, in La Cabasa. Selena on Cetrally. Mm, crazy in the brain. Taco, t- t- Taco Titan. Black people can't afford juice white. The white man stole my land and these white pills are going to steal these kids Native American. I'm going with white woman married to something not white. Karen, what race would you say she is? Hmm, that's a white woman. That is a white woman, everyone, for the win. <laughs> a few of you missed it, including Linda Brothers, who probably went 0 for 4 today. y'all's racism was off yeah that's a white woman juice poison has always been a white woman's crime we all know this juicy juice mama tried to kill him with the juicy juice mm-hmm. now a 100 percent juice and 100 percent pills i know i'd say the juice was loose ha <laughs> 
All right. Sword ratchet this time, everybody. Sword ratchet this time. Uh, here's one. This is comes from Calgary, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Two men were injured after being attacked by two men. One of them wielding a sword outside of a bar in East Calgary early Friday. Police were called around 4:45 a.m. to respond to the assault near the parking lot of the border crossing pub. Two men were attacked by two aboriginal men, one of them brandishing the sword. Wait, is this Calgary and is this what Calgary, Australia? Where is this at? No, it's it no it says Ottawa. No, it's they got Aborigines in um Canada. Didn't know that. Me either. Uh one of the victims sustained an injury to his upper arm, the other sustained an injury to his ear. Both were taken to the hospital for treatment. Police are running into difficulties locating the suspects and determining the motive because neither patient is cooperating with the investigation. I guess they says we already got the stitches. No need to be the snitches. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think you guys know exactly what I'm trying to say here. Um, ah! Police are, I mean, we don't know the circumstances. We don't know what precipitated the assault. We don't know of the relationship between the offenders and the victims, Faka said. All right. And um, I guess we can do one more. Wait, do we already do this one? Akron woman's breast is slashed with sword, boyfriend charged. Do we do that one? All I know is they're against titties, people. Now, which one are you going to pick, swords or titties? Think about this. It's simple. It's titties every time. An Akron man is accused of using a sword to slash the breast and hand of his girlfriend. Tracy Gasson, 39, is charged with domestic violence, the felonious assault, possession of drug paraphernalia, and marijuana abuse. He was being held in Summit County Jail. According to police and court records, Gadsden got into an argument with his girlfriend Saturday. Uh, during the quarrel, police say Gadsden used a sword and assaulted the woman. A condition is not immediately known after the assault. Gadsden called 911 to report the incident. Police said officers found a sword and loaded handgun on the table. They also found a digital scale, a marijuana grinder, and marijuana inside the house. Hmm. Someone said they think we did already cover. Well, my thing is this. Don't be slicing our breasts. Breasts right. are beautiful and wonderful. He wanted to some cut up, I guess. The real cut up. Wait, that didn't work. There, there you go. go. All right, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow where our guests uh, at 9 p.m. should be comedian mike lawrence from the nerd of mouth podcast mm-hmm. uh thanks everybody for listening thanks for uh helping carry on my grandmother's legacy man i feel like this is uh part of the, the community we're creating and digitally this legacy will outlive all of us so uh until tomorrow make sure you go to adamandeve.com code tbgwt Make sure you go and buy Modern Relics from Shadow Dog Productions on iTunes mm-hmm. and go to Get Bevel and put in T-Code TBGWT. Um, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>